Cloud Nine Podcast Season Four, Episode Nine, and Cloud Nine is going to the LCS 2022 Summer Split Championship. Whoo, whoo! Cloud Nine makes it to the finals, and this is their first summer finals since 2019 when they had Niski and Svenskaren and Blabber when Svenskaren was the MVP of that split. So, yeah. They've actually went from not winning a title for like five years to winning one in 2020, one in 2021. Now in 2022, let's see if that can happen because I think no matter who they face it, it's going to be most likely a 3-1 or a 3-0. Like looking at the playoffs Mm -hmm. right now and how everything played out, I think it's Cloud9's time to win. I I think potentially 100 Thieves can almost bring them to five games, but I I just don't know. I've, it's not like I've lost face in Evil Geniuses. I haven't. But looking at how they've been playing against Team Liquid and TSM, I'm like, oh, God, this was this was looking really ropey. Like if Inspired and Vulcan weren't popping off on champions like Rakan and Bard and fucking, uh, you know, Wukong and Hecarim, it's looking pretty bad for them because Danny was doing his best to pretty much run it down for them, actually. But join here with someone who I've talked to just yesterday, actually, Mr. Uh, Bjerg Stacks, G Berg Stacks. Right? Yes, All right, so when, when did you start watching League of Legends or playing League in general? What season did you start? It was like 2013. My stepbrother, I was all the way in Florida, just randomly walked into his room. He was playing this old War, World of Warcraft or like World of Warcraft, Warcraft 3, Frozen Throne type looking game. He introduced me to League of Legends. I believe that was like season one, one or two or three. And, uh, I only had like a glimpse into it. And then, you know, I ended up moving away from him. So I came to like New Jersey, whole different life change. I ended up coming back into, you know, finding out about League of Legends through like the world championship. And I got into it like heavily in 2015. And I've been basically watching it ever since then. Yeah, I started watching in uh, 2015 for a full season. My first league event that I ever watched was Worlds 2014. So that was that was really interesting. So 2015 was when I first started watching all the leagues and all the splits. And I didn't know how any of that worked. I didn't know what what the fuck is a split? Like what the fuck's a play? Like I I come from, I I have a traditional sports background to a certain extent. Like this was just so different. I was like, that's fun. And also this is back when I used to watch Oceana, Oceana too, but I stopped watching that years ago. So I just stuck with my, the major four right there. So I've, I've watched League all all the great moments in like the last past eight years actually. You just because from 2014 all the way up until where we're at now, there's been there's been a lot of great moments. Like I can't tell people the the actual amount of hype that went to some of these events. Like I think now when it comes to like the international events or even just the competitive leagues themselves, the hype is not as big as it used to be. Now that probably is because like after a certain periods of time, things just kind of die down. Like hype is just not at peak levels because people think like peak levels are supposed to be all the time it's like no that's not how that works though if there's a big rivalry sure like now you have your 100 these versus team liquid rivalry that's going to be probably the next biggest rival for the lcs but back literally just a year ago was cloud nine versus tsm like cloud versus tsm was the lakers versus celtics for the lcs yeah i see i never thought the clg tsm was a rivalry i was just thought tsm was just better honestly i like, was that really a rivalry? Because guess we just beat the shit out of them, usually. It's uh, you know, uh, double lift and Jerry <laughs> the two best people. So, yeah, head to head, it was always a spectacle to see. So, so then, I'll ask you, because you've been watching for a long time, the L- primarily just the LCS, right? Yeah, some of the LEC, too. You know, I was a, an XPECA fan, so I was like a TF1 trick. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about the broadcast, actually? 
as of right now. Or how did you like it at the beginning or how it evolved oh, to what it is now? Because I don't mind the broadcast now. I find myself watching the whole segment through now. There, there was a period of point in time where I didn't because it was just kind of unbearable to watch. It was like, I was like, are you guys even trying? I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> nah, like in the beginning, I thought it was like very fascinating. You know, it's very like noob friendly. And so if you're getting into the game, it's, you know, a beautiful thing to, to mm. witness. But as of right now, I usually just watch the games, you know, muted, you know, every break, you know, I'm not even there. I'm just, I'm just chilling. But because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm so, I'm so in tune with everything that happens. So I don't really need somebody to like guide me through it. Okay. So you actually, that's what my friend does too. He puts the stream on mute and just sees the game play out. So you don't hear the casters when they say anything, right? No? What happened? What happened to the casters? what they do to you? <laughs> no, they didn't do anything. I just, you know, just put some music on and, you know, I, because I kind of like to, you know, theorize my own uh, thinking of like what's going on here, you know, and so I'll just, you know, just, I just make up, I like basically cast in my own head and just, just watch the games. Okay. That's an interesting way. I didn't think about it that way, actually. So the recent performances of the teams, we're going to be talking about those in just a minute, guys, because holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's so many teams to break to talk about. So uh, what do we start with? There's oh. – save the best for last. So we'll start with CLG, actually. Okay. Yeah. CLG, do you think they actually improved this year? Hell, yeah. Compared to last – yeah, because they so were finishing – bottom four consistently yeah. like their highest placing I mean, these last past like four splits outside of like the 2019 summer split with ruin they're finishing ninth and tenth their, their standards were that their day was just down bad this is their their motherfuckers were down bad yeah, looking good yeah good, like <laughs> then they come into this year with jenkins and contracts is essentially kind of sprinting it in every single game you know then in yeah. summer you bring in dokla and mm-hmm. they actually look pretty exciting i was saying they're going like okay they've kind of Bounce back. I think teams like CLG, Dig, IMT, Golden Guardians, they should just do what CLG's been doing. I've been saying this for a while. Why not just build up the talent that no one's willing to take on? Then if the talent works out for you, then you have a good player, or you can simply just sell them to the best teams. It's literally a win-win. You get the player for cheap. You, I mean, the player can ask for a lot of money even if they have an agent. How is someone like Luger going to ask for a lot of money when he's not done anything? It's literally the most beneficial thing the, the league could do. You know, that's just me personally. What What do you think, man? Uh, with these new up and coming talents, and like you know, there's our there are a whole bunch of people like even Solo who didn't have a team for a long time, who's mm-hmm. you know, a known commodity that's always going to like bring a good player to the team. Uh, they should definitely at least invest some time into them. You mm-hmm. know, there are clear you know if you go through, you know VOD review the games, there are clear ways to see if this person mm-hmm. is good or bad. Or if this right. person will work for the team, and uh, obviously Dokla, like Palafox, the whole <laughs> the whole team ended up working together, and, and that was a great experiment into you know what what should be coming in, mm-hmm. and uh, the future for the LCS. Yeah, because going into next year, because people would say like, wouldn't you want to like run the roster back? I would mm-hmm. probably do that. I don't think there's any reason they should kick any of the players. I don't think there's a reason why they should make a sub situation. Because people, people brought up the fact that Dokla um, wasn't playing that well in playoffs. But I thought he was pretty much giving me the performance that he, that he always gave. He gave me these performances on Optic in 2019. These were a little bit better, right? He's kind of always had these issues, though. But he had some good carry performances. I wouldn't just write him off 
because they literally just brought him back. True. He went through all the proving ground system, the academy, and all that other stuff. I think you simply just use him again. Now, after the spring split of ne- after lock in and the spring split of next year, during that little mini break between MSI and coming to summer, if you don't want to use him then, I think it's fair. But I think cutting him right now, you can make an argument for it, but I don't think it makes any sense. I think you're just keeping the players together. Because I think contracts and Dokla just didn't have good synergy. And I think that's what really made it not work. Contracts played well off the bot lane. Contracts played well off Palafox. Contracts really wasn't ganking for Dokla. He didn't really give him any pressure. Dokla was pretty much just on an island on his own and won a few of the matches, actually. I think he just got over-aggressive at so many periods in time. Yeah, and Solo lost the game. Because I don't understand why players like Dokla who don't get ganks, they don't understand. Wait, I'm not getting any ganks, so I'm going to – you have to time when you're going to play aggressive like that, you know? That's that, that that's how I see it. But what do you think, man? Well, if you heard about the new Champions Q thing that they're doing for Worlds, I did hear about that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that they're every world they're opening it up for every Worlds team that's going to play. Oh and lord! So that's going to be insane practice. So mm-hmm. teams like CLG should just you know they just put their team in that uh, Champions Q scenario, have them practice, you know, try them all out for spring, and if it doesn't work out. If you know if they not if they're not going you know if they're not getting better then uh, you know maybe switch it up for summer so you know get another chance at Worlds. So CLG ended up facing off against uh, Team Liquid guys, and as of right now, CLG is done. Their season is over. The first few games, uh, CLG were definitely playing to their strengths. I, re- I remember in game one, uh, they tried to gank Dokla and they completely fumbled the entire dive. Where he got two kills, so I'm going like, "What am I even looking at? Like, what is that? Like, how do you fumble that hard?" Then they won that game, and they went in game two, and Team Liquid reverse sweeps them, you know. And then if if people actually watch this on stream, there was a part of the mic check where Han Sama clearly says, "I'm losing my mind," and Beers and people are like, "You're in a good way," and they're like, "Just saying a good way." That's not a good thing, people. That's not a good thing. If someone is saying that, that is like this person is under some real stress actually so team liquid luckily in a reverse sweeping clg and i gotta give my hat to clg they made the playoffs a lot more exciting because you're like okay i can't take this team super uh i can't think of this team as a free win but i also don't think they're that strong either they're in, in this like middle of like okay if they start popping off they could easily take over some games but if not they're gonna also not look look that good but i like when we have teams like that in the playoffs though i don't like just free wins in the playoffs because that's not fun for anyone to watch you know yeah. one thing that i like focusing on is the the drafts so i i make some content on drafting and mm-hmm. this playoffs has been exceptional for that you know a lot of teams have switched it up instead of following the lpl and the lck and how they you know they pick mm-hmm. these early game team comps they've been going a lot more towards scaling and towards like counter picks stuff like the lulu which you know every everybody sees but now they've been pulling out the janas the sorakas right and very much you know, just punish them for playing differently. And uh, that's, you know, kind of what gave Team Liquid the edge in that COG uh, right. playoff series. Because if they would have stuck with the LPL style, I believe COG might have actually came out ahead because, you know, they switched it up in the last three games, which gave them that reverse sweep. They actually completely turned it around. Like, if you guys watch this series back, the first two games – I mean, the first game kind of was TL's fault and how they mismanaged that dive. Game two, they definitely got blown out. You're thinking like, okay, CLG's going to just run away with the game. 
game three, four and five. And this is why I always tell people, dude, playoffs is where you get to like, quote unquote, real League of Legends. Because at a certain point, teams like CLG always kind of have this like capping point. You're like, okay, when the team with the better players actually plays to their level, there's just kind of no way you can win, you know? Like that's just kind of how I've always seen it. Because you, I, I always think I always just think to myself, okay, you're a team with consensually thinking state, like worse players than this team. So if you're winning right now, what happens when the better team with the better players gets their shit together and starts winning? That's not gonna look good for you. You because by because by, by that logic, you have the worst players in theory. So even if you got your shit together, they got their shit together, it won't matter if, for what you can do. They have the better players, they're always gonna be able to be much more better than you at most things you even like your style, they could have just beat you at your style because they just have the better players. And you think to yourself, did Team Liquid play up to their standards even just through not just this series, from the last one as well? Because they played one, two, three, four best of fives. They've won, they won two and they lost two. But they lost the really crucial one that pushes them towards, you know, going to Worlds actually. True. Yeah, they were looking shaky versus fly. That That's that series was right. way closer than it should have been. Right. People said it was a stumble. I was like, no, that game flies just trash. Fly they, were, just yeah. trash. <laughs> they don't know how to play the game correctly in order to, you know, put themselves in. Or <laughs> right, right. They had advantages versus Team Liquid, and that is not something that you want to see when you see FlyQuest right now. They're not FlyQuest with Power of Evil or with that whole, uh, what was it, 100 Thieves roster from a, a few uh, yeah. years ago that went to, like, semifinals in, in Worlds or something like that. Or quarters, but yeah, then they go versus 100 Thieves, and uh, it was a battle, but I think it was more like 100 Thieves losing than it was Team Liquid winning. And yeah, then, yeah, and then they get dropped down to COG, and you know, they get a lucky break, right? Uh, COG just mental booms, and the uh, Team Liquid come ahead, and then they go against EG. Yeah, and because in people forget in COG's last game against uh, Team Liquid, the coaching staff is like, okay. Game five, our season's going to be over. What do I give my players? You give Dokla, Yone, and you give Palafox, Akali. Two champions that they performed very well on during the split. They won quite a few games on their pocket picks, which is good. You need to have that little bit of extra, you know, sauce in the draft, actually. Having those little extra picks that give you that little bit of edge. But, guys, it doesn't matter because they're just not as good as the other players, though. You know, and also... I think a big difference maker for um, Team Liquid in the playoffs, even throughout their losses, has been Santorin. I think Santorin was a big, big help for them. And I think going into the offseason, I don't think they should get rid of him, actually. There's no reason to. It was like one of your best players after looking at what happened. But yeah, uh, CLG ended up losing to Team Liquid. Game 5 wasn't close at all. Games 3, 4, and 5 were not close at all. It almost felt like Team Liquid simply felt like a, a different team. Like, they didn't kind of figure out what they wanted to do. And that's kind of always been the story for Team Liquid this year. Is like, what were they really trying to do in terms of play style? What were they really trying to do in terms of, like, ma- like uh, early game macro? Like, I'm trying to think to myself, like, what really was their end goal in losing some of these games or even winning some of them? Because it felt like some of the picks that they picked, they weren't really trying to advance the early game any further. They played well up against teams that they knew they could probably beat, but then they just went pretty – much even or below teams that they were probably matched up evenly with. I always thought going into the season that a hundred these was just better than them anyway, given the player, you know, strength and overall, like how I like to see the game played. That's just me. But what do you think, man? 
I think uh, uh, I think we should definitely be seeing a lot more scaling in these games. Like there are so many champions that have not been touched, like Sona. There are so many counter picks that just don't come out right. We haven't seen Darius. Everybody knows this champion's a monster in solo queue. But imagine, like, remember when Balls pulled him out in Worlds? Remember that, yeah. <laughs> those, t- those champions that were revolving around Darius are back, right? The Lulu's back. Mm-hmm. You're getting all these junglers that are, like, supportive, right? You get the Poppy, and that's all Darius needs to succeed. And then the enemy team, they love playing these uh, short-range champions. You know, <laughs> Darius loves that. He's going to get infinite heals. He's going to get infinite armor pans with his E, infinite resets. Is a Silas counter. LPL loves Silas. Because you said, because you, because you said you like going over over the draft. Because I like the drafting for North America has been really, like I would say it's weird. There's, it's like weirdly shaky, and there's so much priority on interesting picks like Seraphine, LeBlanc, Vi. I mean, like Oren is like either banned or first picked people are just blind picking atrox just because you have like Bwipo just auto locking and renekton first pick you're like what yeah. in the fuck <laughs> Bwipo's supposed to be the guy that's supposed to be different top laners he's supposed to be all these different versatile carry style champions renekton great that's exactly what you pay a lot of money for is a guy just to auto pick renekton first first round i'm like what the fuck Word. then hansama resorted at a certain point hansama's brain must have fried itself from either not eating out, probably not getting any girls, or I don't know what the fuck he's going through. He only auto-locked in Jinx at a certain point. Team Liquid, throughout the playoffs, toward when they kind of felt, because to me, it just kind of felt like they, they kind of knew potentially there was a good chance they wouldn't have made Worlds. Literally, guys, watching these games, auto-picking Jinx, Lulu, Jinx, insert support there. Jinx, Lulu, Jinx, Seraphine. Whatever, because they realized to themselves, I have to just play through bot lane. Because remember, coming into the summer split, Team Liquid also th- themselves were like, yeah, we're going to be playing through our bot lane. That pretty much verbatim means Bjergsen and Bwipo play styles don't synergize very well. They don't know who to play through. We'll just auto-play through the bot lane. That's pretty much what that means. And we saw that throughout the split, throughout the playoffs, actually. Like, even when picking Jinx was an advantageous disadvantage to them, they still picked it. Because they're like, this is our only way. Then enemy team doesn't even ban it. Like, why isn't CLG banning this? Why isn't CLG banning this? CLG were definitely winning against them pretty convincingly when they took him off the Jinx pick. I don't get why teams do that. Like, if you know players like Bjergsen, players like Hans Sam are going to pick champions. Like, guys, Z- Bjergsen still picking Zillion. Yeah. <laughs> fucking God. Take them off them. It's super. There's five bans now. Back in the day, there was only three. So I can understand, like, okay. Back in those three bands, can't really ban everything. Cool, you have five bands now. If you know that Bjergsen's gonna play Zillion, and if you know that Hansama can only play Jinx right now to carry this team, if you take them off, you are gonna get a better shot at beating them. But they're like, you know what? Maybe we could probably let them have it and it, it'll go well. Not, not how that works for people. And I'll explain it to you guys who are watching. The reason why you won't don't let one of the champions go is because that enemy team knows. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that guy gets to the early game, that that guy gets all the resources. So Team Liquid knows. I give Hansama Jinx. I get Bjergsen Zillion. We're going to play through this. COG knows that too. It's not. Let's not pretend here. They know this shit too. They know that that is their win condition. So either you take that away or you yourself pick champions that are direct counters to that. But they don't. They went with champions like Akali, champions like Yone. 
It's like, I don't know what Yone and Akala are going to be doing if Jinx is, I don't know. Yeah. At game five, Hansama was a, it had three items when Luger had like barely almost finishing his second. The bot lane difference was insane. When Hansama was actually performing very well, it looked very good. But when you see that with these real rookie players that come on stage, it's like when it's the big moment, the big moment to really get yourself further in the season, to keep your season alive, they don't really come alive, you know? And it happens when you have playoff series like this. This was the playoffs in here going like, how do you mess this up? How in the world do you mess this up? What in the fuck? Already, L, stop. Don't. Why are you going further? Stop. Good. Goodbye. You are trash. <laughs> L, what in the world? You died at Aatrox twice like that? Yeah, it's over. It's over. Yes, Jax does scale with the game, but you're not going to be doing any scaling when you're fucking enemy top laner has two kills, double buffs, and can also one-shot you pretty much in the early game. People are factoring Aatrox is really strong right now. Yeah, Aatrox is He lands really chains and two of his Q combo, you're done. You're essentially you're chunked out. You can't duel against him, you know. What yeah, do you think, man? If you look at uh, Team Liquid's team comp this game, like that's extremely favorable for Aatrox, especially with a Yumi on top. Now with a Galio, how are you going to be able to burst him before he gets to you know drain right. you when everybody's supposed to be in his face, giving him that easy access to his abilities? The only right. one that has any type of you know range against him is the Seraphine. But he has the Yumi on top of him, and there's not really any consistent DPS either in this game for him to, you know, be taken down. And then so, he had the lead. Yeah, that's pretty much GG. Easy like, game. you only have one disengage for Aatrox, which is just the Nautilus all. That's it. You just point clip. But if you do that on not, if you do that on, uh, yeah, if you do that on Aatrox, okay, that is, that's your only disengage for Aatrox, actually. So they're thinking to themselves, okay, Jax can get to the laning phase with Aatrox. We'll have our Vi come up there and give him some pressure. You get Jax to the laning phase. Aatrox won't be able to outduel him later on in the game, or he'll or they'll pretty much just go even, right? That didn't happen because the junglers, because they went up there and tried to dive him, and that failed. That's not what you need at all. Oh, Lord. And they're like, you know what? Let's just try this again. And, yeah, because that clearly Dang. didn't work the first time. And he simply just got almost blew his flash. Can't do anything. Like all right, all of right here is super beneficial to CLG. They shut him down, but that doesn't matter. They wasted time up there. Centaurin blows his flash. That gives time for contracts to also not only go to his other side of the map, get more of Centaurin's camps. I mean, this the whole series kind of just felt like TL never found their footing until games three, four, and five. Now, game five was the one where people were, were pointing out, like, okay, why would you give them their comfort champion? So in this moment, guys, if you're already like about to get reverse swept, because your your mindset's already distraught. You come into the series, you're CLG, you're the underdog, right? You're the underdog. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm 2-0 up against Team Liquid. We're gonna knock the super team out of going the world. We're on top of the world. Wait a minute, we lost game three. Ah, it's fine, dude. It happens. 3-1, right? We lost game four. Oh now we're about to be reverse swept. Oh fuck. Coach is like, what, what can we do? Can we pick a Colleen and Yone? You know what? Fuck it. Go for it. Yeah. Also, that didn't work out. Also, it doesn't also help that they know Han Summit can only really play Jinx to carry them and doesn't ban that out. <laughs> it's not even like there are so many ADCs that can hyper carry, but like if you just look at the draft as well, you have mm -hmm. two divers in the Akali and the Yone, but then you have Poppy and Renata who are relatively, you know, defensive champions, right? Right. Poppy, how, how does she dive anybody? She, she just can't. She's not that champion that you want to 
you help a Yone and a Kali dive this jinx. If you're if you're looking for going some diving champions, there are a ton of other ones that you could have went. And then on the other side, you see the defensive nature of the Lulu, of the Zillion, even Aatrox as a defensive, you know, like basically like a goalie for this, uh, like a, a posting block to stop anybody who wants to go in. Like it's just this draft just didn't work out. It doesn't matter if you're comfortable. The enemy just fundamentally outdrafted you, and it's gonna be a hard game from second one. Like right. Because there was a part in this game, remember how, you, I'm pretty sure you voted review this game on your channel. Remember there's a part where Contracts could have went down and doved and got two kills, but he hesitated and they only got one? You can't be making those mistakes in game five. You got to just go for that shit. There's a moment in this game, guys, where Contracts, I think it's on, on the live view, Contracts goes down to gank one of them and he hesitates and then they only get one kill. No, you have to pull the trigger. It yeah. kind of felt like as the series progressed, they they themselves started playing worse, or they got complacent, or they're more thinking like, okay, team look, it's probably not as good as we, even we think. No, 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 no. You yourself are simply just either one, yeah, yeah, you're choking, or you simply underestimated what these guys can do in clutch situations because the players on Team Liquid have had lots of years of experience in these uh, intense, uh, high-pressure BO5s. The CLG squad is not. They just aren't, you know? That's not going to be beneficial for them. Also, you are right. Uh, Zillion won't be getting killed by a colleague because he can just revive himself and double bomb poker out. Yeah. Also, you have Sejuani defending him. You also have Lulu who can polymorph a Kali. So, yeah, you gave them comfort, but how much did, did it cost you? Thanos, everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. it, it, like, I just don't know what happened to them. Do, do you think nerves just got to them as the series has progressed? Uh, most likely, right? If you're defaulting to going for comfort, it has to be nervousness, right? You're not thinking straight. You're just, you're saying this is what we believe mm -hmm. has to come out in order for us to win. But, you know, you have to, you have to think like every second, this is a, in draft is a chess game. And then even inside the actual match is another chess game, right? Right. So. Also, Yone getting kited by zillion bombs, Jinx rockets, Lulu yeah. polymorph like the Yone pick could have worked because contracts did gank for him. The problem here is Santorin was like, okay, I know you're trying to play through Yone this game. I'm going to counter that. The problem here is Yone is not going to be good unless he's ahead. Yone would have to be like five kills ahead with a first, with a first item, almost second item done to really be ahead of Aatrox to the extent that they wanted. Aatrox is just naturally good because he just has a, a ton of damage in his kit and the other item he builds uh, so what eclipse, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's, a, he's not just naturally a stronger of a champion. And it's also more beneficial for Aatrox later on as the game goes on when you have a Lulu that can speed you up, a Zillion that can speed you up, a Zillion that can revive you with your own ultimate. CLG, you just got checkmated as Berg stacks. <laughs> he said, you got checkmated. I think you should do that. You got to do that little pun. <laughs> they got checkmated in draft. Bro. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, CLG season is over. I did like what they did this summer split. Uh, just run the roster back. I think the nerves just got to the players toward the very end. Uh, I would probably think about – I think Thinkard is a good head coach for them. The problem here is just don't give the players comfort in situations like that. I'd rather you be on the best champions possible than comfort because when they got comfort, they just got outdrafted. It's like, what the fuck? So, the, uh, so we'll go to the lower bracket first, then we'll talk about the – 100 Thieves uh, EG match. So the other one was team was TSM versus EG. This was, what the fuck was this? 
I don't know what the fuck I was watching. This looked like shit. This whole best of five looked like shit. EG did not look good. People think yeah. EG looked like pulled. No, you, you so had inspired and Vulcan. That that pulled you out. That that is Rex Factor. In yeah. the TL series, uh, later on, Vulcan pulled out the Rakan and the Bar, and that really really helped him out. But if you guys watch these games back against TSM very closely, and the next series we'll talk about, which is Team Liquid versus EG, there's a good chance EG doesn't even make it past TSM. So crazy, right? Right. Like, EG, the spring split champions, the one with the NA talent, just fumbling this hard. Maybe it was because of the whole uh, Danny just being mentally burnt out or having those mental issues that they talked about. Impact, to me, dude, just... It's hard to rank Impact, this split. I think it was just invisible. He wasn't horrible. He wasn't bad. He wasn't good. He wasn't great. He was just kind of invisible. Like, he was just there. He was just there. Like, in playoffs, people said he did kind of come more clutch. Kinda. I, I, I don't know what people would, would, would consider more clutch, though. Him playing champions, we know he's good at. Like, oh, well, he was clutch on game plank. Well, well we know that. That's not anything really new. Like, you know, people try to tell you something new as of, like, that's a good thing. It's like, no, I know he's good on game plank. I know if you give him a chance to scale up in the game, he's going to potentially, you know, one-shot them all, which he did against Team Liquid in that game four. But this series, when he was just kind of on Aatrox, I was like... He's just not that great on carry champions. He's all right at them, but he's not a player you give these carry champions to. I think it was just better overall if he just was on champions like Orin, champions, even like I'll take even Maokai for him, actually. Scion, I'll take Maokai, I'll take Scion. I would even give him Yorick if you really wanted to. Yeah, I was playing Yorick, but yeah. Or Darius. I, like you said, either you're going to go fully balls deep into him with full damage, or you just opt into this guy playing tanks. That's what they should do. Because Yeah, go Sorry, sorry. Put him on Malphite. You know Malphite? Press R. Yep. Press Alt to win. <laughs> also, Mal, Mal, Malphite would work with this team if you just yeah. – I might get to a zero and die up. That would work, actually. What What did you think about EG in this TSM series specifically when you were uh, reviewing the games? I mean – you know, TSM tried their hardest to throw every single game. <laughs> Drafted draft is just crazy. Like you can see, TSM is a like just a worst team all around. Every 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 player is just you know a, a little at least a little bit up to you know a lot worse than their counterparts from EG. Right. And the draft just like it made up for everything. Yeah. And it, it made this series way closer than it should have been. Tactical was doing his best to know, be homeless next split. Like, that, that was his goal. Like, the way Tactical was playing, I was like, you're going to take out Instinct over Tactical. So, as you guys know from uh, last time we talked about the LCS, uh, they took out Instinct for Tactical. Now, Instinct won his game against FlyQuest. So, I could understand if you take Instinct out over Tactical, if he lost that game. It's like, okay, the pressure's getting to him in playoffs. Let's take him out. Let's bring in Tactical. Who's going to be, be more clutch. Makes sense, right? But Instinct didn't lose. Guys, Instinct didn't lose his game. He played just fine, actually. So they went. Yeah, it wasn't the reason at all. Tactical doing stuff like that. Why is he here? Someone can can someone explain to me why why this guy's brain doesn't work? Okay, so right 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 here, he knows specifically they don't have any vision right here. Okay, so he himself is going to walk alone over. Uh, where was it? He's right here. So he's gonna walk by himself. He doesn't see them. This is fair. But he knows they're gonna eventually team fight. He's gonna go by himself over this wall because he only saw three people over here. So why would he go to this ledge and why would he not be going with his team right there? Oh my god! 
and EG was losing to this. E guys, forget EG lost this game. EG lost this game with Tactical yeah. literally running it down. His he's sprinting it. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah. you know, well, fuck it. If I don't be homeless, the whole team's going to be homeless because fuck it. I'm just going to go sprint it. They actually, sad, EG lost this game. I was like, people wanted EG to go to Worlds. I'm like, I'd rather have them on Worlds with Team Liquid right now. It's fair, but they were playing good. People think they're going to beat 100 Thieves. No, they're going to get fucking ass destroyed by 100 Thieves. It's not fair right now. They're going to be our NAC going into the playing stage. I mean, I hope they can play better with Kaori this week, but we'll have to see how all that goes. But, yeah, Tact I, I think uh, for, for TSM, because TSM's had so many issues this this year, dude. Like, if we sat here and listed all of TSM's issues, I mean, we'd be here for, like, another three hours, actually, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, my, like, 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 my thing with um TSM is that, you know, I, I, I don't know if they ever even thought they were someone who could even win these best of fives, you know? They looked really shaky against FlyQuest. They looked really somewhat better improved here. But they never, like, took charge to win the series. There's a point in this series, guys, they could have just took charge and won. Like, they kept – neither of these teams wanted to go to Worlds. They're like, hey, you can go to world. You can go You can go continue on to go to Worlds. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. Uh, what's your ADC doing here? I don't know. What is your ADC doing? I don't know. What? what why do you pick Ezreal in this comp either? What is Ezreal going to be doing? I think Ezreal is actually their strongest champion in that team comp. He's the only one that has the actual range to fight against the Zier. He's mm -hmm. the only one who can follow up on an RE charm, aside from that Rakan, if he decides to, you know, get a flash mm -hmm. engage. But that's very hard when there's a Janna on the other side when she presses mm -hmm. one button and you go the other way, right? You get you get booted away. So Ezreal's probably the only – he is the best champion versus everything. But then you're asking, why are you picking, you know, Tronlo? Why are you picking Aatrox? Are you picking Rakan? Ari's okay, but you know there are other champions that could also fit in this type of you know long range comp. But yeah, it's just you know these other champions made it harder. Uh, TSM tried their best to lose the games, but you know draft diff, uh, mm -hmm. you know player just you know Mabel's pulling through. Tactical doesn't end all the time, but you know he ends at the correct times for them to lose the game. <laughs> uh, Solo Solo's a rock. He's gonna, you know, get on his orn, his scions, his whatever. He's always gonna be good. Speakers, you know, he's another inter as well, right? He had a bad I even from the Flyco series, he had a zero and ten Vi game. Who remember that? Zero and ten. I thought I was playing drum on the stage. Uh, you can put me on the stage. I mean, I hope I do better than that, right? Yeah. And people were like, oh my good, because you know, we'll talk about, about this later, because you know they let Speaker go. Obviously, yeah, they announced yeah, that we were like, "Give this man the money." It's like, what? This man played like shit. Like in the in the playoffs, he was he had a few carry games. That's great. That's cool. He had a few carry games. Unless he looked he looked okay in the summer. Him and Santorin were about even for the summer. I think Santorin just played better in the playoffs. Speaker didn't look good in the playoffs at all, guys. I I, I wouldn't make to me personally. It kind of makes sense they don't keep him. He didn't really play that good, honestly. Why do you keep him though? I mean, I'd say it's kind of hard, right? He's had like how many different rosters since uh, this? Since joining TSM, several, yeah. yeah. So he was with the Beer of Beer, Double Federation. He was with the Power of Evil Sword Art one. He was with this one. Well, this one and the other one from Spring, actually. Yeah. Like if you so. if if he's the he's such a coin flip jungler though. When he's on, he's really on. But when he's not on, it's. It's like, where is the other strength, though? Because I don't think any of the TSM team members have any synergy. Like, Chime doesn't have good synergy with Spica. Maple and Spica have, like, the best synergy, but they don't really play around each other too much. Tactical, well, he 
doesn't really have a brain, so you know we can't can't really play around a guy that has no brain. Oh, I forgot. When people, when we were watching this series live, they had a two-hour pause. Yeah, this was a two-hour really pause. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> a two-hour fucking pause, man. Like, what is that? That sucks. I don't I don't know why that's happening, but it's just terrible that 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 happens to to these mm-hmm. players. Just it, it messes up the flow. It messes up everything. It's so it's uh it's tragic. But all right, now toward the game five, which is the game everyone probably wants us to talk about. Game five, TSM were a little bit ahead actually. It was literally up to Jojo Peon stealing the dragon to get them their victory. I think Inspired and Vulcan were definitely uh, great pillars for them in the series. They, what what do you think about Danny's performance? Throughout this series and the other one too. This series, I mean, when he's on a carry champion, it's you know good luck. When he's <laughs> on Seraphine, it's you know just hopefully he can you know hit his <laughs> abilities. But you know all you have to do is press W and let your team, let your Aatrox, let your top laner, let your mm-hmm. your mid laners, you know, just go in and uh, he did okay. And that's all you can ask for, right? That's all you need, especially when you're just the better players. There's not much to just to say. He's just he was there and he tried his best. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, Danny and Vulcan ended up dying before this. Ari get like they get the Baron actually. And you're like, okay, T- it's TSM's chance to potentially now win the series. Game five, they have Baron. They yeah. managed to take off the Seraphine and uh, Tom Kinch bot lane. They get the turret. You're sitting there going like, oh, okay, there's kind of no way TSM just throw this right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the way the games have been looking is there's there's always a chance, man. Yeah, that's the thing though. Is I'm gonna be all honest here. The playoffs, ever since they started, have been really, really interesting. Yeah, most series have been going to game uh five games. A lot yeah. of the series have been really close, actually. Now, the only series I think that was actually primarily bad was FlyQuest versus Team Liquid. Actually, I think that was probably the, like the worst series of all the series we, we played so far. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Golden Guardians was a CLG series. That was that was also pretty fucking ropey. But then, each well, because EG's strength this year like has been their team fighting. Their team fighting has been one of their strengths, and since they have better team fighting than TSM, that's going to come up as a really nice aspect that they can have in their back pocket to outplay them. Because in TSM's draft right here, this comp. If the, it's not even just if that the, if that they're ahead, they're gonna get it. They're actually gonna win. It's more like Zen Zhao can't really do anything mm-hmm. later on as the game progresses. Trundle's gonna be a much more better, useful champion because TSM's all ending on okay. We have a nice duelist jungler. We have a nice roaming mid laner. We have a safe bot lane for tactical, not to lose his brain. And we have our Orin who can help us buff our stats in team fight. That's all good if that works out for you, but that's not gonna work. Swain burst just pretty much take out Ari by himself. Tom Kinch can also save Swain, so he can also have it chances to do that. Um, throw his W and E consistently uh, to cause damage around them. Trundle is also gonna, you know, alt Orin, he's gonna take all of his stats from him. Yeah, then you also have Seraphine it. to kite them out. Aatrox will also be much better at in the side lanes, other than Orin. So that's just me, that's just how I see it. Well, what about you, man? Who's you look at? Uh, TSM's team comp. Who's gonna burst the Swain? How is who's gonna the burst Orin. the Swain? Who's gonna who? <laughs> the Orin? <laughs> who's gonna burst the Aatrox? Right? 
They're going to try to jump on them. The Seraphine is going to press W. They're going to get an extra 500, 1,000 HP. They're going to get drain tanked. And the later the game goes, it's just looking over. And TSM, this whole series has was having a hard time closing out games, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's bound to happen. That's that's all you really need to do is just draft better in an A, and you're going to win. But will this, you know, will this work out in in Worlds? That's the that's the real question. No, that's that. that good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Up late, uh, TSM Dunk had me kidnapped because I refused to say EG cheated. Okay, uh, so with that, TSM season is over. Just like we just talked about with CLG. I, I mean, all TSM fans are gonna watch this and go like, "Man, you're fucking haters." It's like, no, you guys are just delusional. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the only player they should keep is just Maple and Chime. I, I think yeah, Chime, Chime and Maple. Oh yeah, I think Chime and Maple are the only players you keep. Solo. Uh, then- if you want to keep Solo to have a rock, I think that's fine too. But I would probably look for a better player. But having him is not like the worst thing. Yeah. So if you want to keep solo, I think that's fine. But if you want to go for, more I would carry, get a better player. I mean, I didn't get the hate you gave him. I'm not saying he's a good player. It's just you know he came in this late and he did his job at least. In They're the trying to win friendly. championships, though. Like you need to have a top yeah. But I'm just, I'm just saying for now. I'm just saying for now though with what he did. I don't know what more you wanted from him and with the caliber of player he was. But I mean, I, I, I would try to get somebody. Is also up. At this yeah. point, too, but I, I, I would get somebody like Tenacity. Try to this this man over here going for these NA players. When, and, and when they come on stage and lose, he's like, "No, it's not their fault. It's everyone else's fault." Fuck off! They're just no. not that good. I didn't say they're that good. I'm just saying, you know, they have potential. You're, if you're going to be a boss, said I'm the biggest TSM fan of my of life. <laughs> it, it, no, no, I rather eat it's shit. Hard. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, if you're going to be a bottom tier team, might as well give them a chance. What tenacity stomped old proving grounds? I mean, no, yeah, I been... see your point. Like, if you're going to like give it a soul, you might as well go for a unknown quantity and see no, if that works he's out. For been, you. He's been projected to be like uh, a top five top laner for ages at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I would definitely import someone else. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably jungle, maybe. Because uh, as we know right, right right now, for anyone who's on the top of top, topic of TSM, Speaker is gone. They literally let him go. Whether or it was for money, that's the thing, though. A lot of people are thinking Team Liquid. Why would you get rid of Santorin? He played so well in the playoffs, and he, him and Speaker were pretty much on the same level throughout nah, the summer split. It's like you're not getting anything different with Speak. I think you should just keep Santorin. Hunter Thieves is not going to get rid of Closer. If Hunter Thieves gets rid of Closer, they're <laughs> that will you don't want to see what that what that Hunter Thieves looks like because that's not going to be good for them. Cloud Nine's not getting rid of Blabber at this point. I mean, Blabber could literally in in a game go zero and twenty, and they're like, I mean, you know, he had so many great games, you know, just keep him. Then well, who else is there? EG's contract with Inspired is. Up until like next year, so and even just faction. I mean, you can always get out of these contracts anyway. They're not getting rid of Inspired. All the top teams, EG, Team Liquid, Cloud Nine, and other things are not getting rid of the junglers. Who's so not going to go to any of those teams? Do you? Does he go to CLG? Would CLG want to get rid of contracts after they kind of had a little bit of, of a resurgence with him? Then if you, if it's not CLG, who else is there left? There's nice. Golden Guardians. That's on. That's a no. Uh, Dignitas. That that's a, like a hell no. Immortals, they want to rebuild their roster. If Immortals is going to do what they said they want to do yeah. and rebuild their roster, okay, depends what your rebuild looks like 
because he's not going to go on any of the top teams. It would be stupid if Steve got rid of Santorin. And I've never even been the biggest Santorin fan. But if you get rid of him right now, based off just how I just saw him play, that's an L. Uh, that is an actual L. If they get rid of those that are roster right now, like they said, they would if it failed. And if they decide to go with the academy <laughs> roster mostly, then I would keep Santorin because I think he'd be better with the younger players than Spica. But. Mm. So that's just me with TSM right now. I think you, you just keep Maple and Chime. See if you can upgrade Solo, but if not, he's fine. He'll be just what Dokla is. He can carry you some games. That's it. And some games won't win you a championship anymore, but, I mean, you'll be competitive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't see them keeping tactic Guys, if you think they're keeping tactical, you are on crack. You're oh, on he your... was so great this year. <laughs> he played Zaya so well, right? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, no, I, you should have been in Academy this year. I can't believe he got a spot. I, I, I think they should just keep Instinct and Chime together. I think Instinct was fine. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I said it in, like, somewhere in your comment section or something. But, again, Instinct, I mean, he had a lot of hype with him when he was 15. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's shown to be good at a lot of times. He has that potential. The problem is the things that he struggles with, it's hard. If he doesn't fix them, then it's hard to ever, like, grow much more from here just like that's why definitely didn't so you would have to really fix those things but i mean hey i don't know why you're hating with speaker to dignitas man he really wants to play with coon i'm sure he also wants to be unemployed probably too that's that's the dream right <laughs> yeah work at mcdonald's with falcon yeah good god good god so speaker to the lpl speaker's going speaker to the lpl, LPL. oh <laughs> he's like my brothers is over there they, they speak the same language as me <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I don't know about TSM moving forward is what do they want to do? They came into this year with the LDL, LPL experiment, the development roster. I, I want to talk about this right now. This happens every single offseason. I have been a part of every single offseason since the 2014 offseason, ever since the Korean exodus. Okay. When a team says they're going to develop and build, that is literally code for if this goes bad in the middle of the spring split, we're changing shit. That's literally what that means because TSM just did that. TSM, we're going to go with this LDL, LPL kind of roster where they're going to like also uh, develop them, scale with, with the season, right? That literally went out the door week four into the split. I week four. Week, I think it was week two that went out the door. Week two in spring. In spring, that went out the door. Yes. Yeah. They're people just talking out their ass. And people are like, they'll, they'll develop these players. I've seen so many teams in many regions say that. We're going to develop these players through spring, and we'll see where it goes, essentially. Nope, no, 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 no. They always, always, always stop that. When a team starts when a team starts losing, that's when their actions speak louder than their words. Because if you're losing, why not work on trying to work out these players? You brought up these new players. You knew what you were getting into. And so that's what it. CLG did, but, you know, orgs like TSM aren't patient. Just by week three, they already sub out players. Week two, when TSM are 0-4, they're like, what's that guy's name? Yurson who was complete garbage came up and I was like, what happened to the, what happened to the rebuild phase? Cause everyone knew TSM would go through a rebuild phase when I, when Bjergsen left. Okay. I mean, your song was so bad. Re- he got kicked from PCS. He couldn't play. That. Then after TSM <laughs> fail in spring, remember guys, this is the very first split this year. TSM never made playoffs. Even before I started watching the LCS, TSM always made playoffs. This was the very first year that that roster they had didn't make playoffs. This is arguably their worst year outside of 2018. 
actually, because 2021, they were decent competitive, and they were one BO5 away from going to Worlds. Remember, they should have beaten Cloud9 in that BO5 and should have been the could have been the third seed for the for NA. But you know, it came up, it came up, it came up short, actually. You know, this year is this 2021, sorry, 2022 and 2018, I think are their worst years. This was completely terrible. They don't make playoffs for the first time in the organization's history. They have all these roster shuffles. The coaching staff doesn't know which player they really want to actually play through in the draft. They don't know what player they're trying to focus on. Constant roster shuffles. They bring in Sword for like two weeks. He's like, I'm benching myself to give him a better shot. They bring in Mia from the Mexico League, the LLA or some shit like that. Yeah, then yeah, they he's on Astro. Yeah. yeah, they bench him two weeks in. Then they bring up Chime. You see, they're going like, my brain is, it, it, what are you time. doing? Yes. Right. Then they had a roster. that Now, if they had started the year with that roster of Solo, Chime, and I, I think that'd be like a, a sixth, seventh place roster. I don't think they're anything above seven, six anyway, even if they had this roster just starting mm-hmm. out. But it might have looked better for them if they had a consistent roster, yes. you know? This is me. Uh, but looking towards this offseason, Travis said that TSM is going to be finalizing their roster faster than most teams when the offseason begins. So the offseason pretty much begins. Well, technically now you can do it illegally <laughs> before you go to Worlds. Um, but the offseason pretty much starts after Worlds because the offseason open agency period when you see all those players get signed is in November. So uh, yeah, yeah, but if you're somebody like Carlos and Reginald, then yeah, you know you can do your illegal tactics and oh yeah, players. Uh, fun, fun fun fact, everyone, nobody follows that rule. They're already doing it right now. They just don't say mm-hmm. anything. They're doing it right now. I promise you. That's why TSM they go speak it. They're doing it right now. But you know that's how it is for TSM. I think this was just a failed year uh, for them. So we'll grade CLG's um, performance this split, and we'll grade TSM's out of ten. What would you give? Um, CLG for this year for not to, for, for the split. Uh, Berg stacks. What would you give them? I'll give them a nine. They impressed everybody. They did well. Obviously not well enough, but they it, it's only looking up from here. Just keep it together and go forward. Yeah, I agree. I was going to give them a nine too. They did exactly everything I wanted to build up players that potentially can be your star players and or get sold to other teams and can make you money. I think that's good. Through. Either you're going to get get these players and they're popping out for you, or they're going to go to another org. That's exactly what these teams should be doing. CLG, Golden Guardians, Dig, and IMT should always be doing this. They're not winning. They're not going to go to Worlds. They're not competing for a championship. Let's be honest. They compete for shit. You know? Right. So what can you do? Might as well bring bring up new players. Well, Why well, I money? mean, Golden Guardians could have, but, you know, they decided to just sell. It's like, why waste your money on high-value imports when you could just spend cheap on NA players that you don't have to pay a lot of money for. And if there are actually some diamonds in the roof or diamonds in the road, like people keep saying there are in NA, you take the chance on them. You're not going to Worlds anyway. You're not going to, you're not going to MSI. Guys, Dignitas will never even sniff a finals. I'm talking, sniff a finals. You know, won't even get to a third, you know, we have third place matches before you get, get, get to the finals now. The, the third place matches count now. Dignitas won't even get to a third place match. Okay, guys? They're not going anywhere. They're going to always be in the lower bracket get knocked out in the first round. I'd rather you do that with your head held up high with NA players at least. Why are you wasting an import? There's no reason to. Or you're going to use an import slot, get an import slot of a player that's also just maybe a guy that can potentially have some future. 
why get an import that's a known quantity, fail with him, then you lose him anyway? It's like more teams needed to do what you know they did with Berserker and Kaori, I think. But yeah, all right, Sean, what would you give CLG for the summer split? Yeah, well, I mean, a nine, yeah. Uh, Stream was shaky, you know, because contracts was still in his engine phase, and you know, they had dog shit Jenkins, which was the one player I just was like, (laughs) no, they should not have gotten even back then, but. Yeah, but yeah, yeah they yeah. ended up being exactly what I thought in summer. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say like they choked any games really against Team Liquid. I think all five of the games against Team Liquid in that series were confidently won by the teams. But I do, I, but I do think the what, what? No, no, keep going. What? They're doing crack! <laughs> well, you don't think so? Well, you think. Ah, man. People smoke crack, and you shouldn't do that. Well, well, I'm not saying they played well. Like, they played not, like utter shit from games saying, three through five. Games well, two? Games one and two, they played actually that, That's good. what I said. Are no, you, you did deaf it. You MSK? said, no, you, you, you're you capper. I hate this guy. Just I, finish what you I, were saying. I, I said, no, I said that. You know, the gets teams completely out. blown out by Zillion and Jinx. They're playing so well. What the hell? What are you talking about? I, <laughs> s- I said the teams that won in each five of those games won confidently. So, yeah, CLG got shit on in games three and five because I said Team Liquid won confidently. Are you deaf, MSK? I you, hate you. You, you, <laughs> need a, you need a hearing aid. I TSM. Think. What do you but, get, get given uh, TSM, Sean? Uh, five out of ten, uh, because yeah, I mean, they, they, that's exactly what their goal was anyway. Just to you know try to mm-hmm. do some upsets like that. And I mean, yeah, if they listened to me the whole fucking time, those incels on Reddit <laughs> and Discord and got chime, then they would have been in a much better position a while mm-hmm. ago. But uh, yeah, and yeah, but also yeah, CLG. Uh, you know, e- even though they confidently lost those games, I do think they were better than Team Liquid and could have won it. So. They they could have at least did top four. I definitely don't think they were worlds worthy though. But mm-hmm. you know, but never did. Like Warren, Warren, for some reason, Warren was like, uh, "Do you think CLG's a legitimately, a legitimately very good team?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah." And for some reason, he took that to me saying, "Oh, he thinks they're gonna make worlds." Like what? What? No. What the fuck. Like. Uh, I, I think that when I look back at CLG, I was like, no, they made it a, a lot more exciting. But the issue here is like, when you are under a, a B, because that's what make or break someone's career, is if you can perform up to your standards in those BO5s, in those clutch game fives and win them, that'll show you, okay, they were really that team. They could really get through. But losing that best of five, you go, okay, like, now you can kind of see like, why you don't really bet for teams like that. You always bet for someone with the experience in playoffs that have had these veteran players because, you know, but push comes to shove, who are you going to think is going to clutch it out more? Hansama, or JJ, or Luger and Poom? It's like, I don't like going off name value alone. I, I don't, but for one of those situations with the, almost a brand new team of players versus a team of players that have been together most of the year, I go with that. All right, Bjerg Stacks, what grade do you get given a TSM for, for this split? I'm going to give him, like, a three. They had some good moves in the offseason with Maple. He was okay. You know, Solo bringing him in was, you know, honestly very good for the team. Mm-hmm. Time, great pickup. But besides that, 
it's it was you know very shaky. Spiga, <laughs> you know, he was supposed to be your main player. He's supposed to be your building block. Right. He's gone now. He <laughs> didn't perform. He he didn't like where he was. So yeah, it, it was definitely a fail. Even though they did, you know, they they made it rather far, but still, TSM, yeah. it's you know, winner bust. I I was gonna get TSM a two. I think they just this is a horrible year from them. This is anything they they possibly could have wanted. Honestly, the constant roster shuffles, the the pedigree that the org already sets for itself is pretty much winning North America and wanting this TSM, wanting, hoping to compete at international events. This was just everything horrible from them this year. Like going to ne- next year, I think you should just completely keep a few of these pieces. Or potentially get players that you're going to play through the whole year. Also, if you're going to get a roster, you need to not switch it up two weeks into week two. Okay, guys? You can't do that. And I get it. There's scrims these teams play, so there's more games that they play with the roster than we'll see. That's fine. But scrims are always not truly indicative about how a player can play on stage. That's just how that works, though. You know, you can't be like, I'm going to build these players up and then get rid of them in like week two. It's like, that's not how that works. That's just so counterintuitive, you know? But that's how I feel about TSM. Hopefully, we'll find out more of their roster moves. I think they should just keep Maple Chime, keep them solo. Uh, if you can get better, get better. But if not, it's not the worst thing you can have. I mean, you could have Hoon. That's probably not what you want at all. <laughs> you can always have Hoon. Hoon is the GOAT of NA. <laughs> all right, this was the other. Now, this was the money match right here. Team Liquid versus Evil Geniuses. A spot to be the third seed at North America for Worlds. Um, there was a point in the series that Team Liquid really could have won. Game one was a little back and forth from what I remember. Games four and five, when Vulcan pulled out Bard and Rakan, looked exceptionally well. I was like, damn, this is what you pay your money for. That's the support you paid for. Vulcan being clutch, carrying you in those games four and five to get you to that point. Also Impact uh, playing GP in game four, getting the Pentakill. Um... In these first few games, it was pretty much back and forth between them. This game was decent close in the early game. And you're thinking to yourself, now we got to talk about Team Liquid in its entirety. Team Liquid failed with this roster, spent a lot of money on this roster. The reported number was $6 million. Be the most expensive roster in League of Legends, well, the LCS history, actually, because you couldn't say League history because LPL rosters probably cost infinitely more. But just for LCS standards, most expensive team ever for an lcs uh org ever six million dollars and they got fourth which is what they were always memed on and they didn't make the world championship whipple also thought oh this did this flank blew my brain i i watched this game game at work when i was while watching it live so whipple was playing like gragas and i'm thinking to myself okay you'll just be more tanky right no he was building full damage i was like what the fuck why would you build more damage okay then right here he tries to attempt to flank but what is this what is that what the fuck did i just see what the fucking crack that motherfucker's on crack did steve give him that liquid horse crack that they fucking smoke what is this someone better not sit there and tell me that that was good why is a gragas right here knowing there's five of them right there trying to flank them and impact sees him so you have a barrel that could pump, that could be placed right here julian could play soldiers right here he, he's gonna get poked out he's gonna have a fist shoved in his butthole right when he walks through this corridor right here the fact that any of them thinks that that's good is bad 
Of course yeah, he's going to get killed. He, he just wanted to pay homage to Fudge's <laughs> greatest play from 2021. If you do that in my games, I'm question marking you. I'm going to report you for being retarded. I'll report you for just being stupid. His ego was too laner. big. So. I'm like, can you report my top laner? Symptoms of being on crack. Uh, Please report. Because what the hell is a Greg is doing there? And then I don't know what – I mean, Impact has been rather – he has some clutch games. He's games where he's just invisible. He kind of knows that he's a portion of damage for his team usually. He'll get picked off randomly at certain times, giving the other team an advantage. But looking at Team Liquid in this series, I, I do feel kind of bad for Santorin. I do because I thought he played really well every single series. But ha, the team constantly regressed into going to Jinx. Certain teams didn't ban it because other teams thought they could play against it and beat it. That didn't happen. EG it's managed to do Whippo. it. Then you had Whippo, who had a really uncharacteristically bad series against 100 Thieves. He had a bad series against um, CLG. He had a bad series against Evil Geniuses. Bjergsen, just being like my dad in my life, he's just invisible. He's just not here, mm-hmm. you know? I, I mean, just, just like the last five years, but people still overhype him. My motherfuckers want to tell me that Abadage shouldn't have been on the all-pro team, but Bjergsen should. Fuck off. Go fuck yourself. Bjergsen was on the all-pro team, second all-pro team, over Abadage, Takuli, Palafox. Yeah, this is not the Bjergsen that I remember, man. This, no, this, <laughs> this is like... Senbjerg. This is Senbjerg. <laughs> this mm-hmm. man is invisible. The only games he truly looked like his old form on was when he was playing Swain. When he was playing Swain, I was like, oh, hell, this is this is the Bjergsen I remember. Carrying games, roaming around the map, impacting his team. Even then, he wasn't the best Swain in the league. So then when he was playing champions like, like, like Akali, champions like Galio... Most of the champions, he just looked pretty darn average to best. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, that's not the beer thing you pay for. Now, going into the offseason, does Team Liquid keep their roster together? Well, that's going to be a hell no because it's Steve. And, you know, he always, always switch something up if it means winning a title. That's going to happen. I think the only player that, that they might potentially have a 100% lock on keeping is just Santorin. I think everyone else is potentially not going to be on the roster going into uh 2023 because core jj has not looked good this year he just hasn't like i i think that he just hasn't looked good like in spring i think he had he was competing with other people to be top three you could make an argument for anybody else but this split no he played he played bad hansama wasn't as good as most people thought he was gonna be now is this some sort of beerson effect because when santorin was on FlyQuest, other few FlyQuest rosters he looked like a Really good quality jungler. When he comes back to Bjergsen, it just looked like Bjergsen just such a negative on how some of these players actually play, you know? Because when I get the feeling with looking at Jensen, Jojo Peon, looking at Palafox, looking at Abadage, when they're playing with their junglers, it looks like they're actually trying to win the game together. When I look at Bjergsen, just kind of feel like he's just content with just sitting there and doing nothing and just scaling. Mm-hmm. Guys, that would have not worked at Worlds. You would have got your ass handed to you. Bjergsen picked Zillion into BDD. Few years ago, that yeah, he got fisted pretty hard. Whole fist, bad booty hole, gaped. That fist all up in that ass, destroyed. You think you wanted that Bjergsen at world? You can, if if they gone to worlds, they would have went zero six. I promise you, they would have went zero six. If they got a if they got a win, they probably been against like a like a Turkish or a Brazilian team. That's cool. That is shit. They might not even. They might not have even made it through play-ins. 
That's true. That's yeah, because they because let's be honest with you guys, they wouldn't have beat 100 Thieves again. Even if they had won this series, they would have not beat 100 Thieves again. Or they wouldn't have beat them in general because they've lost to them all year, essentially. I sort of like 1B01. They went to the playing stage. They're probably not making out of the playing stage. I, I just don't see a world they do it. This was something just didn't click. And I'm not going to blame it on one person. That That's just unfair. I'll blame it on Bjergsen. I will blame I, I, I blame Bjergsen. I blame Bjergsen all the time because everyone just overrates this guy. Holy. Bjergsen's cock is like when a porn star just chokes someone. It's just in that esophagus. That's not even in the throat. That's not even in your mouth. That's in the esophagus. Yeah, well, well, that's how you can tell if somebody's a fake, uh, you know, league esports fan. It, it, you, you just ask them who's the best LCS mid of all time. And if they say Beerson, get the rope. You're like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, Jensen? it's definitely Jensen. That's or me. Is, uh, blue card Reginald. Oh, bl- oh, oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Um, but yeah, guys, TL season is over. EG. Uh, I, throughout this best of five, it was it was it was fun. It's fun, it fun to watch. A lot of hype. Um, Danny did his best to pretty much throw the series because towards this game yeah. five, let's analyze the game five. So in game five, Jojo Peon gets ahead on Silas early on. They give Danny misfortune. They give Vulcan mm-hmm. Recon because they realize mm-hmm. Vulcan good, needs good to job, be man. on a playmaking. Vulcan <laughs> needs to be on a playmaking support in order to actually get us wins. Because in game four, they would have lost if. Vulcan was on a bar. That was going to happen. Yeah. Now, in game five, TL's like, okay, we bought Bjergsen. He doesn't carry on any champion. Let's give him Galio, who has to literally roam on the map to have any impact. And he just sat there and did nothing. I mean, in terms of draft, I do think Team Liquid had a better draft this game. Uh, EG's yeah. only way of actually winning was Danny, but Danny was not even playing that well. So for them to even win this game was right. It has to be Team Liquid just losing it instead of it. Yeah, winning. yeah I I agree. The uh, other thing that I need to bring up, guys, is the reason why they not you guys specifically. Uh, the reason why that EG gave Danny misfortune was because if Miss Misfortune just naturally has a good matchup into Jinx, so they're factoring it. Okay, he gets a champion with a lot of utility, a lot of burst damage. Just go even against Hansama, and you'll do fine. Because credit to Hansama, when he was on Jinx in a few of the champions, he did play well. Like he he was gapping a few people in playoffs, though. He was a really big win condition for Team Liquid, so it made sense why they would play around him. But then again, he's only doing that with like two champions. If you give my ADC something just basic enough to just you know stabilize you, you can't get past that, and that happened. You also get inspired. Poppy, mm-hmm. which you probably should have banned because Inspired was one of the main reasons why most of the gank, not, not, not just the ganks, how the early game kept progressing for them. He was constantly it, making plays. Constantly. Yeah, and the Poppy can God, ruin so many ults they have. like You can but, just knock away Jinx, you can knock away Galio, you can knock away Yeah, Aatrox. I will say, I'll just, Bjergsen playing this bad on Galio with the champs he was playing against, like that is just unacceptable. Like, holy fuck. But besides Poppy, of course. But Jesus Christ. I remember one part of, the, of this game, Core JJ literally was walking around a Misfortune alt and got killed. I was sitting there going, what the fuck is wrong with you? Who's doing most more Misfortune alt? If you tank all of that, that's 3,000 damage before critting. 3,000 uh, it, damage. It's like, it's like he lost his brain and he thought he had, like, a Braum shield just walking <laughs> the damage for Hansama. <laughs> so, jo- Jojo Peon had really nice clutch games. It was nice to see him kind of pick it up in a uh, lot of these is this, is this the clip? Bit. Is this the clip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> what the fuck is that? He has Flash. He has Sheralias. 
He has a polymorph he could use on her. And he buying. I think they're just mental boom. They just don't know what. He didn't have his like, eyes, dude. They're like this. They're fucking small yeah. as fuck. Yeah, you know, and if EG lost this game, then, you know, Danny would have actually tied a noose, you know, for real. <laughs> so here's what happened right here, okay? Core JJ, Hansama right here. They see Danny right there. There's a Poppy right there. Could also run into them and just slam into the wall. Court JJ walks back oh. into them. They first of all, they, they 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 could just keep moving this way. They could go this way, but they're like, I'll just go in front of the misfortune. How, what? How is that? If that's not tilting, that's not choking. I don't know what is then. Then later on, as they got a team fight, this was actually a really good play by Buivol. Actually, the chain pulled mm. Danny back. After he placed it at a really nice time. At this point, this is when it got a bit closer. I was like, okay, are we going to get the TL? Come back here in game five. Watching this live was, my heart was like, holy shit, that just fucking happened. People thought Danny flashed. No, no, no. The chain pulled him back as Danny flashed. So he placed it where he knew Danny would flash at, and he just came back. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. TL get the Baron. Danny dies again. But then later on, there's another dragon fight that they have where they do kill Danny early on, and then they still lose because... Silas is still very ahead because they chunk out pretty much everyone. Danny gets killed, but that's fine. Danny already did what he needed to do. Chunk out everyone. That's fine. He, already, he blew resistances. He blew shields, blowing cooldowns, right? I mean, Hans Lama has flash. He gets hit by everything. Doesn't use it. Right, right. Mm -hmm. What is happening, man? Like what, yeah, Hans Lama was saving his flash for next year. <laughs> like, what is happening? Why does yeah. Porter Day have Ignite? Why does he not have heal from where defensive? I don't understand. Like, right? It's so then, funny. Hansama and Tactical dying with flash up, saving it for next year and shit. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, as much as we've talked about, you know, JoJo being, uh, you know, very good, but grossly overrated by people right now. Um, he, he stepped up in these last two series big time. Yeah. When he was clutch for them, I was like, okay, he pulled together. That's. Something yet that you have to put into factor in is he pulled it together when it mattered, though. There was a few games where he kind of he played about as good as I expected and then a little bit better, which is fair, which is fine. He's still fairly young, actually, so he's going to go through a lot more BO5s. Someone was like, well, what if he was on TSM? Could he have played that well? Well, guys, that that scenario doesn't exist. So you can't account for that. doesn't matter. He's on this team. Got to account for this team's performances. That's just how it works. But as this BO5 is over, all right, Beer Stacks. We did give Team Liquid for, for the summer split. I'll say with the whole year because of their six million dollar roster experiment. I mean, you get rid of you get rid of Bjergsen, they get like a, a nine out of ten. But with Bjergsen, they're like a six. It's I don't know. I was watching Bjergsen throughout the whole split. He just doesn't do anything. He's I think he's the only one that has to go out of that. Like next year, right, yeah. Get rid of Bjergsen, put him back to coaching. And uh, <laughs> get a different mid laner, and you'll probably be fine. You'll you'll make it to Worlds once again, MSI even. Yeah, because remember, guys, this roster was supposed to potentially win spring, go to MSI, so potentially win summer split, go to Worlds at the very minimum, go to Worlds at the very minimum. But hey, they won lock in tournament. Yeah, they won the pointless preseason tournament. Yippee! <laughs> so that's my th that that that's my thing is what happened with this roster? Because they 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 went to they did a Korean boot camp before the summer split. That's what the coach said, and that they pretty much decided we're just going to just play through our bot lane. That tells me they got actually fisted by every single team they faced, and they were like, you know what, we are actually dog shit. Let's just play through our bot lane. 
And that really almost got them kind of the world, but you you could tell it, it was even if you just look at it holistically, take 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 the, like the nameplates off. The roster in the spring split, spring playoffs, this split, summer playoffs, it never felt like they were a dominant super team. It always felt like you could just beat them, honestly. Hmm. It even just through gameplay wise, they were playing bad. It was just all bad for them. I think it was pretty much just Bjergsen, honestly. You give them a player, potentially like Abadage, Dojo Peon, potentially Takuli. I think your team looks a whole lot better. Like it actually wants to wants to win trying to win, actually. If we're not just dogpiling Bjergsen, like I just don't think the rest of the team they know like how each other work. They're not a cohesive team. They don't know how their own champions work. They don't know how to play the game in order to win either. They just know mm-hmm. we're better than the enemy team, so we should be winning games. And that's what really carries them just by being really good players. But do you think Bwipo had some really uncharacteristic performances? Because he was also a player that they played through. Like he was also a big deciding factor in some of those games in the playoffs, right? He was picking Olaf, he was picking Aatrox. It felt like if he also wasn't their secondary carry, there was nothing that they could do. Their first option was playing through on Sama. If he didn't carry, you probably go, okay, Bwipo's got to give us some advantage, right? <laughs> that didn't happen at all. Bwipo, he pulled out all his champions. He tried his best, but I mean, sometimes, you know, he's not, he's very good. He is one of the best players, like probably in the world. You know, it's probably like top 20, at least in the top lane or like mm-hmm. top 15, but you know, he, it, it just, it just wasn't there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, that's it for that series. Time to go and look at the Cloud9 versus uh, Evil Genius. Thanks series. for skipping me, asshole. Uh, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yes, what, do you, what do you think about uh, Team Liquid, Sean, for, for, for the year, for their super team? Uh, okay, they're, well, well, they're done. It's over for them. They're finished. Uh, okay, for, firstly, let's uh, stop calling them a super team, all right? The only people who called them in Vitality are a super, a super team are people who don't actually watch the games ever. All right. So secondly, now we, we all said this. All right, Hansama, as great as he is, is a one-trick kind of. Uh, Blippo is causes way too many issues. Bjergsen does nothing. Now there is a chance they might just keep Bjergsen for one last year with a whole new roster, just because they, Steve might be like, "Oh, well, you know, he's just finding his footing again after <laughs> being a coach, taking a year off." You know, like Jensen. So. Which they shouldn't, but, you know, there's that chance. But, uh, yeah, th- this is a fucking 4 out of 10. But, uh, you know, it because I at least expected them to. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the fourth is about where I expected them to be. So I'm not going to give them, like, a horrible rating because, you know, that, oh, you that's about generous. You guys, yeah. I'm giving them a fucking 3. This was pathetic. Yeah. It, this was so bad. Based off expectations. Based off expectations. Players. Come on, like well, that's rapping. the thing. Expectations. This is what I expected. I mean, maybe <laughs> not, maybe not you, but I did say that you know the team that would be I, making I, I worlds of these three way better than what we got. Like compared to what we got, you think we could have got something a little bit better? You know, yeah, I, I, we we did say though at the start of the year. Well, I mean, at least I said if Team Liquid or a hundred thieves wins either of the splits, and there is something wrong with NA because there should be teams that improve past their obviously hmm. capped level by then like eg or cloud nine so and luckily that seems to be the case so all right uh last series we'll talk about before we do our predictions before we head out of here 
is C9 versus 100 Thieves. And this series was fun, interesting to watch. You got a Jensen channels his inner expecte in this game for the back door. They're like, okay, here we go. And then C9 just just did fucking beat the shit out of them. Game, game, game two was decently out of these favorite, but most of the series, you're like, okay, this is just the cloud nine I expected. Now, as I Honestly. said before, G2 did this last spring as the most recent example for this. Shaky split, go into playoffs, have a first shaky BO5, win that BO5. Every BO5 after that is getting better and better and better. It's looking more and more like that for Cloud9 now. They've had they had a shaky BO5 against CLG, convincing BO5 against Evil Geniuses, convincing BO5 against 100 Thieves. Now they're in the finals. So at the very minimum, they escaped the playing stage, and they actually now will be out of a chance to win one more match before potentially being the LCS 2022 uh, champion, actually. An org that literally hadn't won a title in about five years, 2020, 2021, get their titles for spring, so they get four titles now. Now, this summer split, can, is it time for Cloudy to get their fifth title now? I think if you don't win this title right now, I I think it's just a disappointment at this point. Based off how their playoff performances have went and how a lot of the players has have really stepped up at, at this moment in time, I think it would be a disappointment not to win. No, no, it, it would because even though we said like they made worlds and that's all that matters. So anything from here, we don't really care. It's just a bonus. Now, after how they played, they have to, or that's just pathetic. And also you have to remember, I, I think I said this on Twitter. They never actually got their big playoff moment yet because the first two LCS titles they won there, what they weren't really like actual LCS trophies, celebrates. Like, I don't even think there was an actual trophy yet. And it was just in the small LCS arena. And then the other two were in COVID time. I mean, they could have got theirs, but then, you know, Jensen decided to, like, you know, forget to press the button. Well, Riot did go. send them trophies. So, I mean, that's just, that's just how that works, buddy. <laughs> but. Now, looking at this, I think it's just going to be a rematch of 100 Thieves versus Cloud9. Because remember, 100 Thieves had Cloud9's uh, hand for a little bit there. Remember, last summer split, Cloud9 faced 100 Thieves in the third place match. And 100 Thieves overcame them, even though Cloud9 most likely probably should have won that series. 100 Thieves sent Cloud9 to the playing stage. Now, you're looking at an EG versus 100 Thieves. Later on, we'll talk about that. But I, I, I've been super proud of Cloud9 and their performances. I mean, I don't know why someday kept auto locking in Aatrox. That was it. He just would auto lock in Aatrox. Fudge has pulled out many counters to a lot of these champions. He's pulled out the cannon. He's pulled out a few. He pulled out the Fiora. He pulled out the Camille. We're thinking like as uh Berg stats put up, where are these other champions? I said the same thing too. Where's Camille? Where's the Yorick? Where's I mean they pulled out Jackson a while ago. Where's all these other top laners that counter Aatrox? Where's the Gwen? Gwen works perfectly fine into Aatrox. She's literally has an ability where she can be immune, guys. Where are these other champions at? Fudge will pull them out. That gives Cloud the edge. If other teams are too fucking sensitive pussies to bring out these other counters, that's cool. Fudge will just do it himself. You know, just keep winning. That's cool. You can keep playing your meta picks, your three meta picks, actually. Fudge is like, okay, that's cool. I have meta picks, but I also have counts of these meta picks, too. There you go. See, there, that's how you get it. Because when you, because I know teams like LSL are going to just auto default to like meta picks. You know, mo even just card games, I don't know if you guys play card games, actually. In card games, people know there's counter to meta decks, right? You can always pull out counters. Most people are going to auto 
pick Aatrox. Like he's gonna, they're mostly gonna first pick Aatrox. Okay, there's counters to Aatrox. There's a lot of top lane champions that can definitely do that. So why not pick them? I always ask myself, Cannon is a fine pick. Also, if you want to flank, you want a champion that can flank. I mean, Cannon will definitely flank for you. You know, you want a champion that, that, that can also split push while also having duelist potential while also being able to flank. Camille will definitely do that for you. You know, um, Berserker right now probably looks like to be the best ADC in the league when you give him Zeri and a few other champions. I think Sven is stepping up a bit more in playoffs. And yeah, I hope that they win uh, this Sunday. I, I, I would probably start crying, actually, because that's how big baby I am. You know, seeing my boys win. Seeing the boys that's born in North America win. That's how we do it. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, if you keep talking like this, then I want C9 to lose. Oh fuck <laughs> you! If you do that, I'll I'm not paying you your fuck fuck fucking salary this year. Holy shit! Uh, you don't anyway. So I gave Checks you fucking. Bouncing. I can't. I gave you this guy ten thousand dollars for the year. God, they, they, yeah, what they keep bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> um, my thing with the hundred thieves is I don't even think they're a bad team. Realistically, I think uh, they're not. The problem here is you kind of know what you're going to get out of them, but that ceiling that they have for themselves, they're good early game. You have Closer, who's really impactful in the early game, is good for them. I think if C9 and Hunter Thieves do face up against each other in the finals, I think it could go to five games. Most of the best of fives in the LCS have gone to five games, actually, you know? I think FBI and who he should probably step up a bit more. There have been some games from them that I've not been – too thrilled to see like seeing fbi on senna and seraphine has just not been good if he's on other champions like zary and sivir he looks pretty much just fine you know but i think hundred these right now are just much better than evil geniuses right now just by in by the gameplay i've seen from them like the wins that hunt these get are really convincing you know they're 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 a nice little nice bar to have but overall yeah clown knight ended up taking down hundred these and we're gonna be doing our, our predictions because we're almost out of here. So I'm going to go to this right now. Wikipedia. Yeah. So if we think that 100 Thieves is going to be EG, uh, I think it, it really does come down to draft uh, in C9 versus 100 Thieves. If they're not able to pull out these picks, if they're blind picking Aatrox, if they're blind picking Wukong, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not going to be fun for them, right? It might even just be like a 3-0, to be honest Oops. with you. Go with thank you, TSM. Thank you for the ads. I already, I already have jerseys. Oh my goodness. Okay. First match Hunter Thieves versus EG. Remember, guys, EG is subbing in Kaori this round because Danny is stepping back for whatever reason. Yeah, a lot of reasons. people don't realize Kaori's actually been pretty great. Right. I think I think Kaori actually has been good in Academy, but now here's the problem there's a difference between being good in Academy versus being good on essentially the third place match. They said that about Luger, though, at the last game of the season when they subbed in the Academy roster against the number one team in the LCS right. or, or the second number one like Team Liquid. And he went like 8-0-6. You know, they lost a the game. But, yeah, that's what his KDA was. So, I mean, and, and so, they say Kaori's better than Luger. So, so yeah. let's look at the implication of this match. So, anyone who's watching that's new, if – Whoever wins out of this match escapes the playing stage. Whoever loses this match goes into the playing stage. Now, I don't think the playing stage is as bad as some people make it out to be because not playing on stage for almost a month is a good benefit because playing on the world stage is a lot different from playing your scrims from at home if you're also boot camping. Also, getting a chance to play up against these wildcard teams and seeing how they draft and how they play could be a very beneficial to how you play a lot better 
as the tournament goes. I like the playing stage. I, I've I've enjoyed it. I've, I think some teams get a lot of benefit from it. The problem here is there's also the very big risk of you also going to the playing stage completely fumbling because that happens a lot with some teams. I That's don't the problem think, too. I don't think it's gonna be a fumble this year. Like if if one of these major regions don't make it out of the playing stage, I think. It's because these cha- these teams coming from the the minor regions are they're actually they're cracked they're like actually really good I've been watching most of them and then right. the uh, well I mean I think I think PCS has kind of uh, regressed like even now PSG yeah. Talon missed Worlds like yeah. I think they kind of regressed a bit but the VCS teams I He's mean they are crazy. yeah now nah, but even the PSG Talons like if you look at their gameplay I forget who they faced but. That other well, team was, it, it was, was cracked too. Well, flying paper, oysters and another team. That team called Flying Oysters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, name, yeah, but, yeah, those two teams that made it were like the the lowest seeds in the playoffs. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's my. I think Hunter Thieves just win three one. Now the problem here with this is if Kaori plays well in this and does well for EG, one of two things are going to happen. They start evaluating. Wait, do we need Danny if Kaori is this good? Or do we potentially sell off Kaori to another team to make them stronger? And also, if Kaori plays bad, he's probably not getting a team in the LCS. That's how that's how volatile the league is. If he plays bad right now in that series, even if they lose, if he individually plays bad, it's it's going to be over him. This is yeah, like because sadly shot. that's what that's what happened. I'm not saying he was good enough for LCS anyway, but you know, King was just on fire for two years straight in Academy. Should have made LCS like a year ago, but. They C9 was offering too much money, then got to play over Sven, and he played poorly, but you know, he still could have easily played on an LCS team. He was killing it in Academy for two mm-hmm. years. But just because of that small look, teams never gave him a chance. But then they'll give dog shit lost and everyone a chance just because, you know, they got shoved into LCS just randomly. So they're like, oh, okay. All right, Berg Stacks. Hunter Thieves reverses EG. What wait, what are you going? Three one, three zero, three two? Uh this is if if Kaori is as good as you know uh, people will say he is, then the four that are staying from EG they're still very good, and they're like it's it's very very head to head. So it's mm-hmm. probably like I say I leave it all up to drafting. So EG has been drafting a lot better. I'm gonna give it to EG even with a sub. Uh, it'll probably be like a it'll probably be three two. You know, Kaori's gonna feel out the. It's either going to be a 3-2 or a 3-0 Thieves. Because either Kiori is going to feel it out and end up coming in clutch, or he's just going to drop the ball. It really does depend on drafts. Yeah. but uh, Right. I'll go 3-2 Thieves, but it can go to either team, really. It's a toss-up here. I'll go 3-1 Thieves. So, Bergstack's the only guy going for EG. If they come out and win, you're, you're going to be the guy going like, yeah, I told these motherfuckers. If it goes for five games. The thing, the, the recency, are the last BO5s I saw EG play have been very volatile. It's not just volatile. Just You you could kind of tell they weren't as clean as 100 Thieves was in the early game. Like, it actually is decently really close between them. But I do have to get the edge to 100 Thieves right now. And plus, having a new guy come in, potentially having, like, all this pressure to perform, we really don't know, honestly. Now, if he plays well, it's going to go all five games. If Kaylor plays well, it's going to go all the way. But if Kaori doesn't play well, it's going to go just be a 3-1, honestly. Because I, I don't think Ichi even had – like, does Ichi have a draft edge over 100 of these? Potentially. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, you probably give that to them because they're willing to pull out the bard. They're willing to pull out the trundle. Why not? These are like, okay, we have a someday. When he pays Aatrox, that, that's not going to be good. So if EG can actually utilize their draft strengths over 100 Thieves, it's another, that's another benefit for them. But I think I'll edge it out. Because, like, we could kind of predict it two ways. If C9 fits 100 Thieves in the finals, I think well, I think C9 is winning the whole the, the weekend, honestly. If C9 fits 100 Thieves, I could see them making it a lot more closer than the last time around, but still not pulling it through. I see C9 beating 100 Thieves 3-2. Three two. I see C nine if they face EG beating them three zero. Honestly, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll do that, but with EG, I'll go three uh, one. But uh, yeah. Also, I did want to. I, I was laughing when I saw this. You know, there's a lot of obviously mixed, you know, results with this stuff, but nothing too serious. You you have to see. Uh, every player on Vitality needs to like be banned from voting ever ever again. Look at this shit. This is first MVP <laughs> place, Bowden. <laughs> Don't show me this. Don't show me that ever again. That looks like that looks like <laughs> shit. This is the Vitality players. They play for LEC. <laughs> Are they trolling? It was in Motherfucking Big Sansara, who was going zero and twelve on Poppy <laughs> every game. They're on crack. <laughs> Motherfuckers is on drugs. They're doing crack. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Zexara picked Poppy three games in a row and had one kill in three games. Motherfuckers was literally going one in almost 18. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But Cloud9, I have them winning the whole week weekend. Um, I hope they get their fifth trophy. I think they're doing exactly what G2 is doing in the spring split for LEC, scaling up as the playoffs go. I hope they win. And also, for all the fucking dick-riding Jensen haters out there, you fucking incel neckbeard pieces of shit, the two orgs that didn't want him, well, one of them is not going to Worlds, and the other one is might go to the playing stage. And then Jensen also made it to the finals. So suck my fat cock. The people who are like, yeah. Jensen's not that good. Well, yeah. Oh, oh, really? Jensen's not that good. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they go into the playing stage, fuck, that might they might not even make to the actual you know world stage because Jesus fuck, there's gonna be what two two EU teams e- even though they're kind of like a shit show right now they still probably better than NA maybe uh, and then what well, a Korean team and a Chinese team and then there's some good VCS teams there and PCS like God, they could easily be fucked. Also, the very last thing I'll go because we'll do our list if uh, Beard stacks. If you join us next week, uh, what I want to do next next week is actually do our top ten LCS players of all time because the league actually did theirs and uh, theirs is weird. If because they got, I mean, it's not horrible. I've I've seen worse, but so oh, their God. top ten LCS players of all time. If, 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 I swear to God, if Bjergsen's number one, I'm going to fucking... Number 10 is Blabber. Number 9 is High. 8 is Aphromoo. 7 is Sneaky. 6 is Core JJ. Jensen's number 5. What? X Smithy is number 4. Impact is number 3. Double is number 2. And Bjergsen's number 4. <laughs> What's the criteria? Is it winning? Is it just... Bullshit. That's the criteria. Being being not on drugs? That should be the criteria. It, it, it's, uh, you know, running away on a collie, not doing anything, and... <laughs> so that's why I want to do our top 10 LCS players because why isn't Vulcan on this list? 
I mean, oh. he hasn't played for long enough. Bill Blabber has. I wouldn't but. even say play long. I, I mean, I, I, you factor in longevity, that's cool. But I, I, I would factor in you got to have some accomplishments in your longevity too. Vulcan has really, really played well most of his year. Vulcan, you could even put him here over Core JJ if you really wanted to. Core JJ's only really had that 2019 year. He was really, really cracked in. 2020, he was not as good, but he was still like good. 2021, uh, I would, I would maybe he's not put that Core good. JJ like 10th. I think Vulcan should probably be Vulcan's like the only other player I would probably have here. I think Where? Impact, I think Sneaky should be higher than he. Sneaky's always been undervalued. Where's Wild Turtle? Yeah, I was about to ask. People forget his prime. Like, Impact, I respect Impact. I think he's fine. Impact shouldn't be right here. Impact should be, like, number six. Sneaky should be, like, number three. Jensen should be number one. Beerson over two. God, fuck. Because if you're counting in world, international, if you're counting LCS, international performances, longevity. Now, like I mean, I mean, who else are you having over here? If you're not Jensen, I think Doublelift should go over Bjergsen because Doublelift has that MSI upset over EG over IG getting to the finals. Uh, yeah, yeah, even if it was just purely IG's fault, but still, even if it was made... just that, I would have double for Bjergsen. We're going off just yeah, that. Th- that's better than yeah. I mean, Xmithy's fine. I think people don't. Xmithy for me is just like how people treat Sneaky. I think that he he doesn't give enough credit. I think he's fine. In his spot, I think that's fine for a player with longevity yeah. to win that many times. Yeah, yeah, but not maybe not number high, nine. Though. Yeah, he should would... be like expected to be number nine around this period because I think this this should be top twelve. Yeah, actually, I do. I, I ten do, is too I, short. Yeah, or even top fifteen or twenty, even I don't care. But I mean, high. Uh, yeah, should, uh, I do agree with him being lower on the list just because he hasn't, he didn't have as many prime years when the LCS league started up, mm-hmm. but. But, but, you know, those prime years are worthy enough to definitely get on the list and top three for mid laners of all time at the moment. But, uh, but I mean, over under some of these players, though, fuck no. Uh, he, like, he, Wild Turtle, Vulcan, uh, who else should be there? People say who he, I was like, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, we're going top 15. Sure, he can be on top 15. Yeah, top 15 or top 20. Yeah, I mean, he succeeded, even if he wasn't a mate. Uh, excellent or amazing he still succeeded really well as both a mid and support that put out his titles. list actually jat's list is double lift bjergsen impact jensen he, sneaky yeah this is the this is better i would say still what i the think fuck? Imp- i would still always have impact and sneaky you they're like interchangeable you you can have them pretty much next to each other they they, they did very well internationally and in lcs jensen i think should be like at least three at least three over impact, at least. But that's just how I see it. No, Jensen uh, should be like number two. Jensen would probably be number one, maybe. Yes, well, I'm just being generous with these fuckheads. Yeah, he's definitely number one for me. But... He's the only one that's been to semis, no? Aside semis, from spirit, he's won LCS consistently. He's been to semis, got out of the groups consistently, upset IG, won domestically. Like, These are all different rosters too. This is not the same roster. He's did this constantly. He's also mm-hmm. the only player in the world to go to eight worlds consistently at this point. Eight worlds consecutively from the time he started all the way to right now. How's that not the best player in LCS history? So it's like, but LCS titles. No, no, no. It's not just LCS titles, guys. It's everything if you factor that in. International events count too. And Beerson's not done anything internationally. So, I mean, if people say. That LCS titles don't. If people tell me the LCS titles don't matter, 
Okay, which it's not that it'll matter. It's more like if you value them less. So if Jensen's got out of groups consistently, MSI finals, semifinals at Worlds, and if you're telling me you only value international competition, that would automatically, just by default, put him over Bjergsen. Not only at these international events, he's played better than Bjergsen at these international events. Yeah, sure, he's both of them have faced players that they've ran over. People like, because people said, well, didn't Jensen run over Crown? Bjergsen ran over Nagne. What about that? Nagne was shit. Bjergsen ran over him. No one brings that up. Bjergsen, uh, Jensen ran over Crown. Sure, yeah, Crown was playing bad. He wasn't good at all. That's going to be an auto win. But Bjergsen ran over, ran over Nagne when he was playing bad. So what are we doing here? What is the comparison? Both players were shit. Better players beat another worse player. That's fine. What the fuck? <laughs> but someone was like, well, Bjergsen had harder groups. That's what pussies say. Either you get out or you don't. That's yeah, just no, how that no, works. That is, that is complete bullshit. They had first seeds all those times. They had way easier groups. Right? What about the 2017 Misfits group? Where literally, yeah. if they beat Miss, if they had beaten Flash Wolves, who were 0 and 5, they would have got out because Team Team World Elite played Misfits after that, and Team World Elite beat Misfits. And, and it's the same thing with out, Team actually. Liquid if they just beat Machi, right? It, it's bullshit, but also that is just objectively false. They had way weaker groups, all right? And some of the strong groups that they called the group of depths were like overhyped by analysts. They weren't actually group of depths. Yeah, right? like, I, I knew I knew Gen G and Vitality were not good in 2018, but still. No, they had way tougher groups. Fuck off. Yeah, like um the the group with RNG and uh Samsung Galaxy. TSM could have got out of that group. People told me RNG was wasn't playing good. Why can they get out then? If they're not playing good, by what you told me, they can get out then. That's not easy. That's that's easy as fuck. Logic in some people's brains is blown. It's you're actually blown. And if you say okay, 2016 group was hard. Okay, cool. Why didn't they get out of 2017's group then? That was that's literally free. They lost to Flash Wolves, who were 0-5. 0-5. They gave them their only win. Then after that, Team World Elite beats Misfits. TSM would have got out. They would have had four wins. They for It's literally free. But yes. no, they and, suck. And, and Cloud9 fucking, they, they should have won that series against World Elite. They were better. So if, if Cloud9 was better than World Elite, well, then why the like, fuck could it TSM? Then also, let, let's also bring this in, into perspective right now for people who are watching, Okay. So after that happens uh, with Misfits and uh, TSM, that, that, that group, okay, cool. Why didn't TSM win a single game in 2020? These are hard groups, right? No, 2020's group was not hard. You, not, they could have won way more games than they could have. They well, went well, zero well, well, they, and six. They, they, they didn't win any games, you know, because they shouldn't have been there in the first place. But, you know, they raked the league, so the, what are you going to so, do? Uh, people that I talked to, well, what about the Cloud9 groups? They were easy. No, 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 no. First of all, they were not easy. That's just horseshit. Automatically putting SKT in a group automatically makes it hard. Doesn't matter what place they are. That's SKT funny. were the previous world champions going to Cloud9's group from 2016 and 2017. That's automatically hard. It doesn't matter what scale you're trying to put SKT on. That's automatically hard. It doesn't matter the other groups. They could have fuck all teams in the rest of the group. That group is hard because it's SKT that exists in that group. Then you also have flash whoops in some of these groups. Flash Wolves could take games of SKT. That's also, you're like, wait, that's supposed to be a win that we're supposed to get. No, no, no. They can beat SKT. That makes it harder for us. Yeah, it was the same thing with AHQ as well at the time. Then yeah. you also had 2017's group with EDG. EDG was supposed to be really strong. That's not an easy group. How in conceptually is that easy? That's yeah, by but, definition, it's not easy. Yeah, like if it wasn't for 
SKT making that comeback against EDG in both of those games. They that's probably the best game at Worlds. That's the best game at Worlds ever. When yeah, that, but then, yeah, but then also the game where like Cloud I was like what waiting, you know, and they showed the cam. And oh Jensen yeah, they were like, like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Jet Jensen was just so nervous, sweating his ass off when EDG had that huge lead. Yeah, if they won both of those games or just that game, then they probably would have won the tiebreaker against Cloud9. It was not an easy group. Also, but... when people bring up this, yeah, yeah, I, I can understand groups being hard and it's hard to get out. I understand that, guys. I, I fully understand that. I do. But does it matter at the end of the day? When the fucking Seahawks are playing up against, I don't know, that one year they, uh, their quarterback threw the whole ring away. Uh, they're they're, the they're not. <laughs> Obviously, you're going to face hard competition. That's just how this works. If TSM or Bjergsen's rosters in the past were as good as people kept saying they were, that you could get out. Cloud9 proved you can get out of these hard groups. It doesn't matter. They're just, one, not clutch, not as good, not as flexible. They just got blown out. Because people have factor in. With that 2016 roster TSM had, I was trying to explain this to some people, actually. RNG had Uzi and Mata. It didn't matter how bad RNG were as a collective whole. RNG had Mata and Uzi as a bot lane against Doublelift and Biofrost, who were relatively new bot lane, Biofrost's first year playing competitively. You weren't going to win. You just weren't. It, it, it was a massive bot lane diff. Also, TSM, that split, did very well. They went 17 and won a BO3s, which was impressive. Their only competition that year was Immortals and Cloud9. And Cloud9 also lost to the both of them in the split. So TSM had no competition. It didn't matter how good they were. They had no competition. They were going to win that split. Everyone knew they were going to win that split. They had no competition. So then when actually faced better players, they got destroyed. Anyone with the brain would know that. It, this is simple shit, guys. I, I'm not trying to rag on anyone who likes Bjergsen, but you need to look at this stuff in actual perspective yeah, like, uh, if, they, if you play against people who are completely worse than you and you always win when you play against someone anything of slightly better than you you are going to get destroyed that's just how it works they yeah, weren't uh, better than Beers, double isn't better than uzi are you out of your mind what the, yeah no lcs player of all time if he cannot even make it out of like one group i'm not counting the fucking also, year let's not factor they the made it Beerson's out performances at world have almost never been good yeah. He had 2015, 2014. Yes, they were good. 2016, all the rest of the years are like, nah, he's not played good. He, I, I, he never even at Worlds, he's never even played as good as Jensen. Where you, where he's actually carrying the game, moving around the map, impacting mm -hmm. his, diving with his team, moving with his jungler. He's never did that. And people go, yeah, he did. Point me to a game he did. Point, no, actually, point me to a game he did. I can point you to many games Jensen did it. I can point you to many games Jensen did it. Bjergsen sitting there. On fucking Cassiopeia playing up against Flash was getting shoved in by Maple, not going down there and helping his teammate on dives and just losing. Bearson got gaps consistently at Worlds. Jensen's over here performing against world class players and getting out. Who's like, well, Jensen choked. Yeah, imagine Jensen can't beat Rookie. Uh, that's not going to happen. I, I don't know what you I have to think. I mean, <laughs> Rookie against Faker, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's what people want. It's whatever. I think people just love Bearson because it's just the name value alone. It's. It is mm -hmm. what it is. What do, what do you think? Man? I'm sorry for ranting, but people are just so oh, fucking dumb. No, so it, it is complete fucking bullshit. And right? and don't, say, well, do not... Cloud Nine got, and the people say, well, Cloud Nine, they got out of Worlds Group because it was super easy. If that was TSM and Bjergsen, you wouldn't say shit. If it was the other way around, yeah. flip it. If Jensen had the same performances as Bjergsen in that world, and you flip it, and Bjergsen was as good as Jensen in that world, no one would say shit. So it, why yeah, is that not a play and, for and, Jensen? And we prove it because 2014. Very easy group, and they still wouldn't have made it out, but they made it out solely because... <laughs> because Prince Garen was being kind of racist. 
Yeah, and and so I'm not I'm not even gonna count that 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 they literally just made it out because of that. I'm not even counting that year. Fuck. You know? Yeah, like in in 2015 when they're facing off against Origin and KT Rolster and LGD, they could have made it out. LGD was playing like shit. What the hell? LGD played like horse shit. The one with Imp. What? So it's a hard group, man. LGD with Imp was a hard group. You need to, you're on crack, buddy. You're on some drugs. Oh, but like, that's just me. Cloud Nine got carried by Berserker. That is. The that is fur- furthest from the truth. Have you Blue seen Blue Place? Is play? Oh, Blue Place. Uh, if we do an LCK, uh, Blue Place, hit me up, man. If we're doing an LCK episode, I'll, I want you to have you on, man. Oh, also, yeah. um, when it comes to um, the, the 2015 group, remember, Fnatic was 18 and zero. They lost one game, or sorry, they lost two games the entire split. They were essentially like 25 and two or some shit. <laughs> Fucking insane, right? HQ undefeated in their region. IG competing top LPL teams all split. They get third place. Cloud9 should have never gotten three wins. This is the same Cloud9 who went ninth in the regular season and lucked into getting into the gauntlet because they finished second in spring. How did they get three wins? That's not luck. Yeah, the, them, them gunning that was just as impressive as making it out. That is was insane. TSM have a much better team on paper. They got like one win. What? Well, it's just TSM because they're just fucking failures at life. And if you're a Bjergsen fan, I, I, I love you, but don't. Yeah. But just, no, you, you can objectively history. not say he's the best LCS mid of all time. No, he has done not. It's like, oh, it's domestic. To, okay, first off, that was just because he was on better Ross, constructed rosters. Secondly, domestic means jack shit. Shut the fuck up. And thirdly, those MVP titles. Three of those he literally just got because of name value, just like for the same reason why he's also, on the whole pro team this year. Fuck someone off. Someone like, said to show them a game where Beerson, where Jensen got Beerson. Oh, I got you because I have receipts. I have, I have receipts. Oh, it, I there's, ma- there's many. Which one do you want? I'll give you one. Unless you think Beerson playing passive and not doing anything around the map for his team is, you know, is good enough. I'll give you a really old one. I'll give you an old one. This is a, my old fans out there. I'll give you a. I'll give you a nine nice one in the 2016 Summer Finals. I'll give you this one. It's in Game One. It's Cassiopeia against Vladimir. Right here, back in the day when C9 had impact on the roster. Holy shit! It's so old to look at, man. I feel like an old dude. Yeah, I yeah. watched this back in my house, back in my oh down the street there. I was, man, I was watching this shit. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where the meme started. Fucking top die. Um, top die, yeah. top die. Holy shit. Okay, it was let me see right here. Oh, come on. Okay, so he got the kill right here. I'll, I'll show you guys right here. Okay, right here. He got the kill before this. Let me kind of play this back just a little bit before he gets it. Okay, we're gonna speed this up. Playback speed times 0.5. Right there. Chunks him out consistently. Miasma. E. Dead. Someone said, give him ex- someone, someone, someone said give him an example of Jensen Gapping Bjergsen. Right there. This is in the finals. He played Cassiopeia and beat the shit out of him. It's a good matchup for Cassiopeia. Yeah. <laughs> Q. Miasma. E. Dead. Mm-hmm. But Bjergsen's always got Jensen in finals. Yeah, fuck off. You don't know shit. Fuck. Yeah, also, there, there was another thing with this uh, 100 Thieves win we forgot to mention. Uh, so, here's the thing. Uh, people, also, another thing they forget is every year they at least, Cloud9 makes at least one finals per split. 
Well, I mean per year in one one long split. That's also so good. they continued but yeah, so they continue to streak by beating hundred thieves in that series. Also posted on the, on the Cloud9 subreddit, so they're probably gonna like that whole Jensen that they went on. Sorry guys, it's, I, I I don't mind it. The mm-hmm. Jensen versus Beardson rivalry, it, it's it's fun, it's interesting, but it's like it's not favor toward Bjergsen. Yeah, yeah, it, at, at this point, it's just it's dumb. If you if you actually think Bjergsen's the best LCS man of all time over Jensen, I'd even take off. double lift over Bjergsen because double lift at his yeah, one the, even though, tournament that he played well, he got yeah, a you know, stage. Even though G. double lift has like not made out of a single world's group ever, which is just embarrassing, especially for the number one seats he got. I mean, honestly, a m- majority of those was actually just a team inting around him and. Uh, he has been so dominant and over utter legendary ADCs like Sneaky. Like, as much as I mm-hmm. love Sneaky, just the player gap is really real. It, it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, unlike Jensen and Bjergsen, who, God, there's even an argument just to make, yeah, Jensen's just better player overall than Bjergsen, even without also, the teams and everything. Also, factor in. We'll factor in double lift to Bjergsen. I'm a huge double lift fan. Double lift beat Bjergsen when they're on different teams. Okay. Then, at mm-hmm. his only international he played well at, Double F and that team pulled off one of the biggest upsets ever. They weren't supposed to beat IG. That's supposed to be a yeah. 25 minute 3 0 every game. They beat them. Yeah. What has Bjergsen done internationally? Has he beat any team like that? No, he doesn't even make, he make, make it to the BO5s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the only thing he's ever done was, you know, yeah, went backstage, uh, you know, to his classic. <laughs> <laughs> to, to his uh, ward jungler, you know, like, hey, can you, uh, can you, and then every single, shit? every single jungler that leaves with Bjergsen plays way better. Santorin plays better without him. Santorin plays better without him. The only thing then, the exact the opposite with Jensen and fucking Niski. <laughs> so disgusting. Like, holy shit. What, 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 what you want to say, man? The only thing Bjergsen ever did was, uh, uh, shit on Faker and Scrims. And uh, yeah, after that, <laughs> it's downhill from there. And look at TSF fans. Oh, fucking Bjergsen. Yeah, like, you that's know? it. We're getting out of. We're getting out of groups. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. TSM fans are like, yeah, you know, we made it. We we had hard groups. That's one reason why Cloud Nine made it out because they had easy groups. You're retarded. You're actually just retarded. Yeah, you're just as retarded as the EU fans who say that anytime an NA team does well, it's literally just because of the other teams doing worse. I like, swear, you're, you're dumb. The, I swear, if the roles are flipped and Bjergsen was on Cloud Nine and did well Cloud Nine like the way Jensen did, or on Team Liquid, all oh, motherfuckers would be really quiet. Oh, I, oh, I love, oh yeah, I love they, they would be dick sucking Bjergsen then. But I mean, sorry, <laughs> dick sucking, <laughs> j- j- dick sucking Jensen then. Even Sneaky, a player that no one really values highly, the only international ADC that is getting out of groups consistently, it's semifinals, competed internationally very well. People. Are gonna bring up well, didn't he get gapped by better ADCs? Yeah, guys, that happens. What the f- what's wrong with some of you people? That ha- if sneak if you say to me that Uzi's better than sneaky and Uzi got sneaky, how is that a surprise? If Uzi's better, mm-hmm. logic, people, hold yeah. use your brain. Yeah, now again, even though double it did literally nothing internationally, the player gap just between him and sneaky is big enough for. I can at least understand putting double lift ahead of Sneaky, unlike Bjergsen ahead of uh, Jensen. But still, what? Still, what? Besides that MSI, where it was literally just because of IG being like the night before. Yeah, these are just some <laughs> NA plebs. Just go to the karaoke bar, drink some sake or whatever, and then showing up fucking drunk for that series. Uh, yeah, what, what has double lift done internationally outside of that? 
he's made groups more competitive. Yeah, and then what? what the uh, yeah, 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 for fucking BRTT in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then uh, what, what has Sneaky done? Yeah, he yeah. made made worlds uh, seven times and made it out five times. And again, the, the only two times he didn't, one of them was with that 2015 roster. And the fact that they even made it to worlds and got three wins is just as impressive as making it out. And then the other only time, it was because it was literally like that was the one time that was just almost impossible because Griffin and G2 in 2019, those were two of like the not the best teams of all time, but the best best of one teams of all time that we've ever seen. And they were in a group together against Cloud9. Now that now that that's now that's bit making it a bit too also, hard. That that's a little too hard to beat there. Why is Scaring not on this list either? The only jungler we've ever had to get top four at Worlds ever. Uh, but be, because sadly, uh, you know, he's he, most of his here years were spent being like a ward and shit for Bjergsen. So, <laughs> so they so they ruined him. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, two good years, you know, doesn't cut it. But so Vulcan, Svenskaren don't make the list, but Core JJ does. Fucking, I, mean, I even spend. I would fucking take over. Uh oh, Lord. Uh, I mean, did they even have Poe Belter on, on their list? Poe Belter's not even on, on their list. Yeah, a lot of people forget Poe Belter carry, uh, did well. Did a lot of work for Team lot. Liquid. A lot of those no, rosters, actually. No, but he, he, he did well on a lot of shitty teams, like fucking Winter Fox and stuff. Remember also, those? this is how crazy the league system is in general. Not just for Poe Belter. Poe Belter was voted top five LCS mid laner of all time. That guy's not even on a roster. A player that the... Collective people of the league community agree is the fifth best or third best mid laner of all time for the LCS isn't even on a roster. That's disgustingly crazy. Because if you go down here, top five LCS top laners are Impact, Someday, Haunter, Dyrus, Ball, Slash, Darshan. That's not how list works, people. But I, I guess if you have ties, you can. Yeah, well, yeah, that's understandable. I mean, but. Top five LCS junglers are Smithy, Blabbers, Fenskaren, Medios, and Santorin. That's a pretty respectable list. Okay, that one's fine. Mid laners, Bjergsen, Jensen, High, Pole Belter, Power of Evil. Abadage came into the league. Yeah. Won a, won a title. One title. Okay. Made finals back to back. What does Power of Evil won? Why is yeah, Abadage? It's literally right just here? for longevity. That's it. Because this is not based off play. Abadage, <laughs> I don't care how long Power of Evil was played. He's not. He made he made back to back finals of FlyQuest. Okay, cool. He didn't win them. Abadage made back-to-back finals and actually won one of them. Also was a huge impact in winning for 100 Thieves. Okay. Hey, I mean, if you want to go technical and not count uh, TSM's 2020 rig title, then you can say Power of Evil won one because that, FlyQuest got first. The fact that Stick stays even here is disgusting. <laughs> it's literally just longevity. It's hilarious. That's because of his uh, one MSI finals appearance, though. right? His one split he hasn't won in yeah, like six I, I, I would years. actually take like Cody's son over him. I'll I'll take anyone in there. Put anyone there. I don't give a fuck. Apollo should be there. Honestly, I, I, I take Apollo over him. I, I take Apollo over six A any day. On on right there. Supports Cordelia. The, the, this one is Biofrost is not that guy. Alpha Moon not number one. Uh, yeah, I, I can see it. Wait, wait, what? Core JJ's number. Oh my Why God. is Biofrost even on here? Biofrost is not as good as people keep saying. He's Why? okay. Why is no, Smooth no. Smoothie who got out of groups consistently? Yeah, no. Biofrost is a yeah. good like he's a good vet. Like 
They're good Sean, players. This is it's hard. There's no one he, ever. He's a good. Out he's a good or, leader in game, and he's good, but he's not like top five worthy. It, it, this is literally just because of the TSM rosters he was on. Like, no, he did nothing internationally. Holy fuck! Remember, you're gonna put Core JJ over Afromu? Really? I'm talking about Biofrost. Biofrost. <laughs> what is what? Oh, okay. I mean. It's all subjective, I guess. At the end of the day, I mean, it, yeah, it's whatever. I, I, but I, I mean, I, I like they put. I mean, I don't know if he deserved it, but I, I do like seeing lemonade. Was, there, if, if you're talking just LCS, it kind of do a lot for the LCS. That would be like a number five right there. That is mm-hmm. fine. That's like your benchmark right there, which is I think it's fine. We'll be ending the show in four minutes. Well, it's nice to have uh, GPU stacks. Actually, make sure you guys go check out his. YouTube channel, actually, uh, could you link it in, in the private chat so we could put it, you know, in the stream chat, actually? Gotcha. Hit him up, and he was like, oh, I'll show you show. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's pretty easy. Usually, you kind of <laughs> battle back and forth with some people doing this shit. Yeah, it's for some yeah. reason, because the internet is so hard for some people. Just this get across messages for some yeah. reason. And then you have Sean here, who comes in with his takes, and my, my, my brain be frying. Yeah, yeah, you say that, but then I'm right the majority of the time. He's usually never right. He's usually dick-sucking off a lot of players. No, I... Well, that is true, but then the majority of those players end up, you know, living up the expectations, you know? Sean, are you you a mod here, actually? Uh, I don't know. I think you're a mod here. Here is G-Berg Stack's channel right here. Yeah, okay. There it is right there. Post a link in the chat. For anyone who wants to subscribe, remember to obviously uh, like the stream on the replay. Make sure liking the stream is uh, very, very pitiful to, you know, pushing the you know stream up in the algorithm so more, more people can actually yeah. see it. Yep, and su- subscribe or else, you know, TSM Dunk will break into your house when you're <laughs> sleeping. Also, uh, the channel, I'll be making a channel update video very soon. And also, telling you guys what we're going to do on the channel. Oh, okay. So, the Cloud9 Podcast. Um, I was, I'm still going to be doing multiple episodes. We saw it or two. I've just been so busy recently that I've been only kind of putting things into one. This is what we're going to do after this week concludes for LEC and LCS. There's not going to be any any league content for a little bit. I mean, you have your group draw show, but I've seen enough world group draw shows after all these years. I kind of know how that stuff goes outside of that. I'm going to have an episode talking about the LEC finals, the LEC finals, the LPL gauntlet and their finals and yes and we're gonna do all of our old pro teams mvp or top 10 players all time all that stuff we'll we'll have an episode for the lec lpl and the lck to make up for not be able to talk about them because guys i've been so busy i it's something that happened in my life something happened really personally i can't explain to you guys but it caused me to take up more time than Mm -hmm. i need so that's why i want to do more episodes for you guys i do but personal life and work comes in it's just kind of what we can do yeah you know but yeah, episode on LEC, LPL, LCK coming up. Uh, Blue Plays, if you want to be on for the LCK episode, you can. Uh, but no Australians, because you guys are kind of disgusting. And especially, uh, goddamn. But uh, uh, other than that, uh, that's pretty much it. Channel up the video, more Cloud9 Pockets episodes. I'll be doing more. Um, oh, that's all good, man. No worries. I'll be doing more uh, pre recorded videos. If anyone actually uh, has any news with any players, send it to me. On Instagram, Twitter, if there's a rumor you guys want me to talk about it in a video, I'll do it. Just send it, just send it to me. I'll talk about it. You know, I want yeah. to do more pre-recorded videos talking about team discussions and news, but those are those are a bit because when I do team discussions, I don't like doing them in like ten minutes because there's 
multiple layers to break down when it comes to that stuff. It's mm-hmm. not just like because people when, when they do team discussion videos, it's only just Bjergsen. He's the reason why. It's like no, that's not really how that works. There's more things to that actually, generally. But yeah. Oh yeah. What else do you guys want to say before we close out? We got uh, about one minute. Well, all I'll say quickly is that uh, you know, if Ten Owns has been uh on an LCS team for like the uh, you know been in LCS. I think he would actually be on LCS teams for the last four or so years. I think he's the one Brazilian player because you talked about MSK you talked about before. Is there any Brazilians that are good enough for LCS? I think Tin Owens actually is the mid laner. Uh and he's mm-hmm. going to worlds again. This he carried a fucking shitty team. Fucking r- shitty ass robo in Tin. So uh yeah. And then uh you know I like that interview of Fudge telling everyone to go fuck themselves. Uh <laughs> And then also, you, uh, I've thought of another mid laner who I would put over Power of Evil. Fucking, uh, I would even put Zhao Wei Zhao on there. That's how oh, far we're oh. going. Oh, Lord. But, yeah, guys, uh, we had a great ep- episode today. Nice to finally have uh, Mr. G-Berg Stacks join yeah, us. You and, know. I mean, is there anything you want to say, G-Berg? You want to yeah. come back next week to, to tell, tell us why we were all wrong, actually? Oh, <laughs> uh, my, Jesus Christ. My fucking channel, it's, uh, I do draft analysis. Uh, I'm gonna do like pass rundown and shit like that. But besides that, in terms of NA's um, ability to do well in Worlds, I think the way they've been drafting is honestly perfect for them. They need to go more scaling. They need to have these edges in draft in order to actually overcome these better players because that's probably the only way they're going to do it. And they need to pull out these pocket picks. This uh, Champions Q thing is gonna be big for for NA as a region. I think that's going to be amazing. Uh, maybe they will be able to, like, redefine what the, what's it called, the import rule is. And, you know, we're going to see a whole bunch of talent coming in. Yeah, I think they need that edge, actually. Because inherently going in, they're going to have worse players than LPL and LCK teams. So the only edge you're going to have is trying out different picks. And because back in the day, you remember how it was at Worlds? They have worse players, not do any different picks not be flexible. So they're trying to just beat better teams than them just as playing standard. No, no, that's not going to work. That, sorry, uh-uh, it's not going to work. You have conceptually way worse players on paper. It is not going to work. You have to give yourself some edge. If you're the underdog, you got to give yourself some edge. The only team that ever did that was Cloud9. They would just like p- pull out certain picks that were good against certain matchups. And I got, that's, some, that's sometimes how they got out of groups, you know? But I enjoyed that and I like that. And I think they were the only team that would really consistently do that though other teams would go yeah, i know they're being i know they're kind of flexible they're kind of playing different picks we'll just play standard against teams like skt and eg and see if that works out for this yeah. no that's not how that works you're already at a disadvantage you need to kind of give yourself an advantage over those teams um but if you are watching on the replay we are trying to get to a thousand subscribers uh, i'm gonna put i'm gonna try and push for that i know it's gonna be a little bit harder to do that because you know i have another another youtube channel that i did a, do a lot of word work on my other main YouTube channel. So hit if you guys like the content here, hit the subscribe button. You're already here. Just hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Helps out a lot. Uh, also, comment down below, you know, if you guys liked one of our takes or want that. Just create engagement. That's all I ask for. Uh, there's going to be other roster news coming up. There's other roster news that I haven't got a chance to get to. Doublelift's girlfriend is going to be, I guess, the president for Sentinels. I mean, I guess. Yeah, well, that is a team that I could definitely see in LCS in the future. That I know we're going to oh, have. one very last thing. I'm sorry. Um, this person who I was gonna actually have on a show, who I still might actually give or take, because he's kind of busy too. We we got we've actually talked. Uh, let me see. There's a few reports for this. I might make a video off this. I don't know yet, particularly. 
Um, so there's this guy's reporting that TSM to part ways with Chowee. I think that's not too far out of the realm, realm of possibility. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I did think he's a he was a great underrated player for years, a legend, like played for so long, and he's a great coach, I think, but it's just not a good fit. It, it, it was not. So I think he also tweeted something out too that was really interesting. There is one LCS team that is look that is really looking to sell their LCS bot for 2023. Who do you think it is? I, I only, hope it's Golden Guardians, but I hope it's you know, fucking Dignitas. It's probably Dignitas well, Golden Guardians. Well, I, I would I would like Dig to just stay, but just like get get new management and everything because just of their legacy in the league. But Golden Guardians, I could give two shits about, and they've been just nothing but garbage. They had one good Ross and then just sold them right away. All right, just get rid of them. Everyone else, I'd be fine with keeping just with new management or even ownership. But Golden Guardians, yeah, I could give two shits about and. If they want other orgs, I would rather just them to expand to at least 12 teams or 14 in the future, like LEC. Like, uh, TSM was rumored that they were contemplating going to Europe, actually, potentially to buy a slot. It was, it was actually a competent rumor that happened right there. Dig or Golden Guardians, I could easily see selling their spot. I mean, it's not just they have no fans. They're just, they just provide nothing to the league. At least at the very worst... Golden Guardians got us FBI, who he back on the stage, and Closer. At least I can give them that. At, at least I can. And there was a few split. There was like also another split. They had a, a roster with Froggen and Contracts and Hanser, where they got like fifth. They've had like micro, little micro, uh, you know, spurts of decency. Dig has just been shit. Dig's just been bad. You know? TSM, I mean, they're probably not going to end up selling their spot. I don't think they are. But I'd be really interesting. Imagine if TSM was in Europe facing up against Fnatic and G2. It, I, I would just puke, but. <laughs> Holy shit. But yeah, between oh. Golden Guardians and Dig, I could easily see them selling off their spot. I, I, I could see it, honestly. Uh, the person who said IMT, probably that. It's probably IMT, Dig, maybe TSM if they end up going to the LPL or something. Yeah, I mean, Dig has just done. Uh, Dig is actually just dead right now. But I mean, sorry, not Dig. IMT, like they're actually just dead. To all their fans and shit. Yeah, no fans, no Ws. <laughs> Dig and Toss won't even ever sniff a finals. Not sniff a finals. Third place match, upper bracket finals, upper bracket. They'll never be in an upper bracket to begin with. I mean, weren't they- oh, they're in an upper bracket before last year. You know what happened to them, guys? They got blown the fuck out. So. <laughs> This guy has a good uh, comment here. This last one will end off of the show, which is um, they need to fire everyone and do a complete rebuild. You keep replacing these small pieces, but you keep the same infrastructure so nothing changes. Yeah, a lot of these teams keep the same pieces, but they never change because if you keep certain pieces of certain players, you're not really holistically changing, though. You're just kind of removing one piece to get a better piece yeah. that might work for you. Yeah, you know? but also I, I think that's like just them not firing everyone is the biggest problem with Dig. Like they've had good players. I just think the infrastructure and just the management and everything is just horrible. It's like oceanic levels and they just haven't changed it up ever. And I just don't think they're going to succeed at all if they keep rolling with it. Also, yeah, guys, more videos to come. Cloud9 Podcast. Before we get to Worlds, we're going to have an LEC episode, LCK, LPL, we will potentially have Cloud9 podcast episodes after Worlds games because 
North America is holding Worlds this year, so that means we could potentially have Cloud9 podcasts after the games are over. Oh, yes. If they have them a good spot. Yes, and we're going to have a special uh, live cam, you know, cameo of uh, Vex while he's running away from the police. We're also going to have Law join the show, and I'm going to just hit on her for being cute in French. Whew, that's going to definitely not happen because I'm in my mind, actually, at that point. Um, yeah, you know, they, they didn't know uh, that one. Uh, you think the Tigress would go out with me? No, fuck off. What, what the fuck are you? Uh, no You're one will. You. Fuck you. But uh, it, no, who's that uh, one again? That one girl in LEC again? The, you think Emily uh, would date me? No, no, no one will. All right. Uh, Maybe Trouble Inc. She sounds Ooh. like you too. And what about Lori? What, what's her name in LEC? Laura. Yeah, Laura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't she make like a bet last off season that if Reckless goes to K Corp? Oh, yeah, she would just run naked. She probably did it on her free. Man, I need to find that video. But Trouble Inc. is really pretty. Why does LEC just hire gorgeous women for. for, If you got to factor in, guys, you hire gorgeous women because guys are so stupid that they like looking at hot women talk about their favorite video game. The Coomers, man. Yeah, dude. Get some nice looking mm-hmm. ladies. I'll, I'll definitely. It's like they, they, they do the map thing and they do this map thing. I don't even care what you're saying. You just look. It'll be like that Brazilian <laughs> fucking wetter person. Everybody. Turned oh, around. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll definitely work with MSK. That's all he'll care about. I care about hot women if they talk about league. Like yeah, L- yeah. La Tigris, uh shoutcasting. I think she's not that good right now, but I think she can improve. I think the community was too harsh on her. Let her improve. Like not everyone's no, no, good they, when they first they start were something. Completely hard. Like, like yeah, yeah. Saying, no one's saying that she's good, but she no, can no, improve, I, yeah, right? no. She was not great, but or anything. But listen, she, her stuff. First off, her style of casting is no is like basically no different than how just everything that a lot of the male casters did. The only reason you yeah. find her casting weird is because you just aren't haven't been used to hearing a female voice. Yeah, that's actually voice. sexist. That's actually sexist. Like that yes, is where and, I go. Like that, that's yes, pretty sexist was, right there. Yes, and she was perfectly fine her line delivery and you know game knowledge. The only thing a little, she was a bit slow on some things, but that's about it. But yeah, it, it, and there's that argument to be made, like fucking, um, uh, like with the male voice, like rather hear that in like commentary, you know, like that hype up voice, you know, comparison. If you, well, it, it just depends on the person, but I mean, yeah, you can make that argument, but still, at the end of the day, like, she didn't do anything bad, like, it's actual just, like, sexism or not being used to just hearing a female caster voice, it's really dumb. I just... Well, guys, we're gonna wrap, wrap, wrap it up for this week. Uh, nice uh, me meeting you, man. Salute off to you, man. Hopefully everything grows to you, man. Can't wait to have you on next week to... Celebrate Cloud9's victory. Oh, I'm going to be so happy when they win. I'm about, I'm about, oh, yeah. I, I also think, guys, I'll probably record my reaction to them potentially winning because I'm going to be at work when they're playing. That's right when I get off work. They'll be actually finishing up. Yeah. So I'm going to be on social media. I'm going to just listen to some Drake music I have on my phone and just, oh, just live fuck. life. <laughs> on G-Bird, do you have a Twitter by any chance? Or you just have Instagram, right? Yeah, I got banned on Twitter. What, is uh, it? Yeah, yeah. what do you mean what he does? He had a, a, an opinion, so Twitter banned him. That's he was Twitter. like, uh, Beer worst player of all time. They were like, okay, this is a little. <laughs> nah, I gotta get uh, that to him now. Yeah, literally, that's Twitter. But no, man, what happened? You, what What did you say? What? <laughs> I don't know, man. I forgot. That's, that was like, what do you mean? But he said that happens. It's Twitter. Literally, you'll make like a bleach joke to one of your best <laughs> friends on Twitter, and they'll think like you're saying that to a, as an insult and to like a complete stranger and they'll just ban you permanently. 
Think if I ask Twitter. her out, she'll go out with me? No, no, no one will. You mean no? What the fuck? Yeah, it depends. Depends. Yeah, I mean, yeah as like a servant? What do you mean? Jesus. Uh, this one. Nah, don't even type that, No, 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 no. Should I type that to her? No. Oops. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, oh, I, 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 you know, I really hope Golden Guardians doesn't leave the league, man. They've done so much. You know, I, I really liked what they did with their roster this year. Let, let's get a good jungle. Let's get a good jungler and Pride Stalker who's supposed to be a carry jungler. You play around and on assassins, and then just put him on a bunch of tanks and stuff like Lee Sane and yeah, not so build good. and not play around him, and then act surprised when he does poorly. I think that's a great idea. Good job, Golden Guardians. You really know player talent. Yeah. Kiana and all these other, like, Zen, they're still playable. They're very strong. I don't know why, like, they Syndra, just Victor, Twisted Fate. Like you said, Kiana, Zoe. What happened to these other mages? Now people will just auto-default to Silas and fucking Akali most games. Oh, Jensen pulled out LeBlanc, you know, so that's been good for them. Actually, even LeBlanc is a little weird to me. LeBlanc yeah, is only, honestly, only, only Jensen pulls that out. It's only just Jensen pulling it out. He's been, yeah. he's been playing LeBlanc like he's playing fucking Tristana. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you guys later. Deuces.